This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I think we need to dig around in the junk drawer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Early. Okay. I, I have uh, found a few things that I think might be worth um, throwing out to you. So let me uh, let me get my hands in there and uh, dig around. Now it's time for the junk drawer with Frank. All right. So I saw this. Uh, if you've ever wondered who would win in a fight, a grizzly bear or a gorilla? All right. Ooh. May I uh, may I ponder this? There used to be a show actually that pondered uh-huh. um, these these fights. Mm-hmm. Between a grizzly bear and a gorilla, I'm going to have to put my money on the grizzly bear. Uh, this is according to a an expert from Yellowstone National Park, and he says bet on the grizzly. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. How I much think bigger? the gorilla is, it would be faster, though, no? no. <sighs> but the thing is, no? is that the... Uh, his... a, a, a grizzly bear can run when it gets up to a, a clip. It can run as fast as a horse. I'm just surprised because mm-hmm. gorillas yeah. have opposable thumbs and arms that they can use, whereas... For guns. Yeah, they could. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, You've seen Planet of the Apes. Wait, so, are yeah. they allowed to use weapons? <laughs> but wait a minute. Carrie <laughs> Gunther, who leads Yellowstone National Park's bear management program, said that bears have uh, claws and teeth. Okay. But so do gorillas. But not like grizzly bears. Mm, I'm still voting for gorillas. They don't have wait, claws. They don't have claws. They have teeth. Yeah, they, they, got, they, they have teeth. And uh, But... Uh, I will chew that gorilla's ass right out. Gunther said that he had no disrespect for gorillas, but uh, he puts his no money on a bear. Yeah. It has strength, teeth, and claws. Uh, they're, the, they're also bigger. A grizzly bear would be bigger than a gorilla. Yes. Uh, the park's top bear biologist continued his perhaps biased backing of Yellowstone's big brown bears uh, when Twitter users asked whether grizzlies or wolves ever fought, and he said that would be con- uh, the bears are considered the top predator. I'll tell you what would be a, an absolutely unbeatable foe: gorillas riding on the backs of grizzly <laughs> oh bears. Oh my yeah. god! Because they have the guns. Yeah, the gorillas right. with the, un- the right. opposable thumbs, and then the gorillas, the uh, bears have the speed and the claws, and right. the uh, and the fangs and the big, big fangs and fangs and the fangs. Yeah. And the teeth. Yeah. Don't you think though that in a fight, right, a gorilla would be able to maneuver around the bear, shuck and, and jive, yeah, yeah shuck yeah. and jive, like a gorilla, sting like a gorilla, come out like uh, pretend like almost like cow tipping him, like he'd come at the gorilla's uh, shank and then knock him over that I, one. I think. Well, no, you're talking. You mean come at the bear? At the bear, you're right? Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I think. I, I think the uh, while the gorilla could get squat, you know, down. I do a great gorilla impression. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you're you're going to have He's doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. No, the the bear is so centered and so um, they're they're just a, a moving locomotive of teeth and and claws. Yeah, right. they seem like they're kind of they're fat a little bit, and the gorilla seems to be all muscle. Have, no. uh, well, the gorillas have incredible tensor strength. Is a, a tensile tensile strength? What do they refer to it as? Uh, they, they're incredible, but the bears are just—they're just awesome. They're huge. Yeah, they're huge. How big are gorillas at their biggest? Nah. Think, think, think of uh, think of uh, French Creek Outfitters. You know that bear they have there—that stuffed yeah. bear that's on its hind quarters. Show me the goddamn gorilla that's going up against that. Massive. There's no way a gorilla is going up against that. Uh, the gorilla think, would tap out in the first minute. I'm thinking like in superhero terms. You know, you know when you when you well, talk, are we talking super bears and super gorillas? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm talking about Batman versus Superman. Right? Batman. The bears works. can fly. Uh, no, yeah. no. Oh. Hear me out. Okay. <laughs> in this incredibly <laughs> important argument, I think that the gorilla would learn the bears' weaknesses and would therefore take advantage of them. And all the time that the, the gorilla is going to bear school, the bear is ripping the gorilla's head off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, this this expert says that it would be a bear. Now, of course, I would like to hear an expert from the gorilla camp, right, just so sure. that we can be completely unbiased. I mean, yeah. honestly, besides humans, 
uh, who would win I, I, of all animals, land animals? I think you'd probably have you a go, good shot at a rhino. Rhino, tiger, elephant, uh, a hippo. Usually, weight takes it. Yeah, the one, bigger, and it's one on one, right? So. Yeah, one mano a mano. <laughs> I think so. The way the Duke would have wanted to do it. That's right. Yeah. So I just fought ten gorillas. Um. So yeah, prairie pro- gorillas are the worst. Probably an elephant. Okay, I would think. Because all they got to do is sit on you and you're dead. Yeah, because I've seen like three or four lions go after an elephant and, and not A puggle? Succeed. Yeah. No, not a puggle. <laughs> What's a puggle? It's a... Uh, a it's pug a, and a... Yeah, an, an uggle. And an uggle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so grizzly bears can weigh up... To, the the heaviest grizzly bears can weigh up to 1,500 pounds. That, that's the biggest ones that they ever found. They normally weigh about uh, 600 uh, male grizzlies, but the male gorilla weighs to about uh, 400 pounds. Okay. There you go. Grizzly. Yeah. At I'm the all weigh-in. All right. And by the way, somebody also asked in this uh, Twitter conversation about whether uh, grizzlies should lose their protected status as a threatened species under the Endangered Species Act. I'm more concerned with their tax-free status. Uh, Gunther said uh, grizzlies have grown significantly in numbers and range since being listed as threatened. And he said biologically they are ready to be delisted. I'm sure they're thrilled with that. Right. Hey, guys, great news. We can get murdered again. Yeah, so they may take them off. You uh, know, I was actually above, um, when we went to Alaska, there's a tram you take up the side of a particular mountain, and all the Kodiak bears mm. are down there. Those things are huge, And too. they are, they're, I think they might be a tick bigger than grizzly bears. I think they're the biggest bears, yeah. Um, and uh, they're just, <laughs> we were up high, yeah. and they're just still enormous. Mm-hmm. Yep, very intimidating. All right, let me dig around, find another story for you. I like animal fights. If you have another one of those, uh, I, wanna, I do want to play this because I, <clears throat> I saw this. It was a um, a brother started texting his his sibling the sound of his his farts. Yes, uh, after he moved away, uh, so he would he would record his farts and then he'd he'd send. You know, we we know people. Who yeah, do we know. Like pe- that. I that happened to me. Yes, it's very easy to do. By the way, now yeah, you just use your phone. Yeah, well, you have your uh, even in the in the texting. There's now a recording feature. Yeah, you're right. So Casey does it all the time. He sends them to Kathy. Yeah, and uh, this guy sent it to his brother, and it uh, the he sent one, his fart, and it sounded like this. Okay, so that was that was it, and then he he realized something. Um, while he was listening to the recording, he decided to slow it down. Yeah, and let me play it for you here. And apparently what he found out is that is a major seventh arpeggio in B flat with an incidental at the end. Explain. Come on. So it's it's a uh, it's a, a chord that's being played out. That's with sort a little of... uh, at the end. So he realized that it actually has musical notation and And then I believe to to demonstrate that this is the same thing played on a flute. Wow. So you have this. And then this. Maybe we're going to be a little bit more appreciative of our farts now and then. Well, he decided to put it together and to create what he is calling his magnum anus. Okay. Or his... What was the other word? There was another term for it. No, it was a uh, magnum anus or... I'll find the other thing. But this this is it put together.
and that's it. So. Very inspiring. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? It, well, it, it's, a, it's a pleasant piece of music. His rectum opus. That's it. Rectum opus, opus, or magnum anus. I'm wondering what my friend Jeff, what his fart would sound like to music. Because, I mean, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, but it doesn't have it a... It doesn't have a, a tonal... The, the, Preston, you're a musician. There, There's a shift in... Yeah, it's it doesn't. Uh, there, there are like semitones in there. These are these are a whole and halves here in this. Game. What about that one? I don't know. It's, it, You'd it, have to slow it down. I mean, because that's what this guy did. He realized that once he once he heard that, and then he he it went from this to this, and then he found out it had actual oh. musical merit. Tonal Do we suspect that this was the way that? Beethoven that composed? music came about yeah. in the first place. It's possible, like uh, the Blue Danube. Uh, maybe. What do you have? Here? All right. So that's my angry fart. I'm yeah. just wondering. No, no. That's more jazz. Oh, great. <laughs> We're going to go through the whole library. That's more spoken word. Well, I have to do it here. All right. So here, here are some of my. Wow, that's a lame fart. I can, no, don't say. Fart. Don't use the word fart. Say that's some of my music. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Oh. oh, that's when you farted. And we heard <laughs> heard tried, it in the background. I tried to mask it by you guys saying, yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> At the end there. All right, go um, ahead. What about this one? That's Jeff. Yeah. Slow it down. All right, you want me to slow that down? Yeah, why not? All right, one. Yeah, can... mm, kind of a noir sound to it. Yeah, it oh. sounded awesome, though. It was Friday. Far <laughs> call. I don't got to throw that in there. I've eaten a lot of Mexican food. Coming back to haunt me. (laughs) I went to my favorite jazz club. The guy on stage was blowing hard. Something about this case really stuck. The beginning of it sounds yeah. a little like a like a trumpet or, yeah. or, or a trombone. No, slow it down. Hold All on, right. take it from the beginning. All right. The city's dying. You guys have anything else you want to do? Yeah, I want to hear that backwards. I would like to make this an opera. <laughs> I just say that. Uh, if people have questioned in the past when we do this, and I know Pierre has issues with it, it's it's music. It's not music. It's you know, and that's the beauty of it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, it exactly, is, or, right? in the, uh, the or in the nose, or the, the ears, or the... Right, do you have another one? Let's see if we can find another a musical one. We're not done. No, I want to see one more. <laughs> oh, that that's in the middle of a conversation. Come All on, right. man, get real. Right. Actually, no, <laughs> look at. <laughs> God, you are so loud. <laughs> That's well, Case Steve's playing a sound effect, yeah. and at the end of it, you hear Case again. I'm trying to get these loud sounds that are playing to mask the fart. It didn't work. All right, go. All right, here, listen. Actually, no. <laughs> look at. <it. laughs> look at. It. Oh Jesus, dude! Oh my God. That was our Kathy's oh that, that was our reaction. Oh, oh my god. Hit it again, the whole thing. The so whole this thing. is this is how it played out. Actually, no. <laughs> look at it. 
Oh, Jesus, dude. Oh, my God. Everybody and everything stopped. Your, your timing was horrible. Because you had you had this to work off of. And you still managed to get it in. No, it's not as easy as it seems, guys. There is the option of holding it. Yeah. No, there is not. You know it exists. Hey, I swear it exists. Hey, I, before we even started this segment, I internally thought, and I, and I want to go on record as saying this, Casey, you have been very good for quite a while. Uh, you have, you've, you've laid off. You, whatever you've been doing, you've backed off. You've gone. You've left the room. I don't know what. Although I almost had an issue because I was sitting here yesterday with my lunch. And you, so he hasn't been good. He let one go over there, but you gave a warning to one of our interns. You're like, you, you, and the way Casey says, he says, "Be careful, there's fart over here." <laughs> and he gives a general area with his right. hands. He looks like he looks like a, I, a conductor. I yeah. almost said, "Dude, I'm eating." Okay, you know, and that's that's crossing the line. No, but right. you've been so good lately. Um, I walked out of the studio the one time, and there was nobody in this little work area over here. So I walk over there. and Marissa's? I, yeah. And so I let one go over there, right? And then as soon as I do, somebody starts walking. And I'm like, oh, man, because I wasn't done yet, you know? I had, to, uh, I had to cut it off. So then I go out the door. Yeah. And I let one go. You know, brrr. And as soon somebody as I do, somebody, corner? girl, walks around the corner. I was like, oh, man. Good. That's what you get. I hope she was disgusted at you, by you. Uh, all right, anyhow. Uh, but this guy put it to music, and he made it beautiful. beautiful. You know, it's really Make your beautiful. own kind of music. Yeah, I guess you could do that. Uh, so, anyhow. Is that, that that Sesame Street? No, I thought that was, uh, well, I, I remember it from Lost. Make your own kind of music. Yeah, but there's a, there was a show, or a, you know, a Sesame Street show with the Muppets, where you learn how to make music, and anything can make music, and it's all music. Something like that. In other words, an inspiring message for your flashlights. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Uh, now let's talk about something else. <laughs> okay, it's hard to come back from that. Well. Oh, this, what? this? Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. You want me to touch on this? Uh, well, hang on. What is it? Have you, is... Ever, have you ever heard the term whiskey D before? Oh, yeah. And, I'm, yeah. and I'm, I'm not using the full D word yeah, there yeah. at the end. Apparently, there's a female version of this. There's whiskey V. Yeah, whiskey V. We'll okay. call it that. Um, Kathy, you ever heard anybody mention anything along those lines? Well, okay, let me be clear on what this is. It means that you, you can't. You can't. It, it means that uh, it turns into a desert down there. Yeah. For, for men, it, from for, men, for men, the right. circus tent doesn't go up. Right. And for women, it becomes the Baja, Bonneville yeah. Soul Flats. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Does it have something to do with dehydration? It, I guess so. I haven't had a chance to, to read the entire article. I had printed it up early and I meant to get to it and I, I didn't. But but it has to do with the consumption of, of alcohol. I, th- I think you're right, though, Nick. I think that would have to be it. it right. Because when you have a high level of alcohol in your body, it causes you to dehydrate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why part of the reason why you get so hungover is that there's no uh, water flow in your brain. But what about, um, all right, so are there different versions of Whiskey D? Because um, is there also a version where, uh, you know, the circus is in town, yeah. okay. right? Um, but, but the nobody, pools aren't coming but, out. But you can't shoot the, the man out of the cannon. <laughs> 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 right. Okay. That is a brilliant analogy. Thank Good you. Job. It just came uh, to me. Yeah. You know what? Yes. Yeah. You because yes. that's the version I I have uh, right have had been come to know. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I yeah. would say so. But I mean, it's it's. But more, I would I would compare. But it's more known as a. Oh, 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 oh yeah. it's perfect. Here we go. Oh. 
Yeah. Is there a version? But I would compare the female version to what Casey's talking about. Okay. Not being able to cross the man out line. of the can. For the man, it's, yeah, for that. Okay. For women, it's more Cirque du Soleil and the petulant French performers don't want to come out. Right. right. Okay. Something along those lines. <laughs> a little more tasteful. A little more tasteful. Yeah. They don't want to do Le Dragion or whatever the hell they call it. But apparently, yeah, I was not aware. And and even though there may be real desire, um, and there is a um, a lack of sensitivity and lack of the you know the man come the man out of the cannon. Right. So the, you got there. You go. There's a circus. See, I it was just known that and a desert. I'd never known that. I no, was not I aware never of that. knew that. I, I only knew the guy side. Now I've never been drunk or lit up, so. I, so I never have you encountered. ever had that? I, uh, Not from alcohol. No, just uh, I'm, I'm, I'm less a circus, more a movie guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like first. what movie? The, um, let me think. Uh, uh, House of Sand and Fire. I was <laughs> oh, hoping you were going to say that. No, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think fun. we all do. Just in general tiredness, you know, you'll 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 get that. Um, but you know you have the best of intentions. But I, I I agree with you, Preston. I didn't realize that the um, it was a uh, thing that women encountered. No, no, never heard. That. I know. Hey, yeah. we're doing pretty damn well, yeah, right? You are. Yeah. But I, Steve, you know what? I I got my version of the of the whiskey D the the day I lost my virginity, the night I lost it. it it's just, yeah. He was telling me about this. The the man didn't shoot out of the cannon the first time. The, 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 the tent was raised, but right. the but the man didn't shoot out. Well, of the let me cannon. tell you, that's that's all I have now. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but he didn't even no sensations. No, wow. He didn't have the you know. Yeah. No, the gunpowder didn't explode to shoot the man out of the cannon. It's, yeah, it, it was, and it's terrible. I mean, this is my first time ever. You know, huh. yeah. you've got the musket ball there, and it's not yep. moving. Right. You'd think for the first time it was I right. Had, I yeah. drank. There'd be nothing to stop it. So he the lost his virginity, the, but the party didn't. The, the bowling alley's open, but the ball return isn't working. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> my first time, I I shot three men out of the cannon. Really? Yeah. Wow. How, well, what did the guy do? <laughs> <laughs> I said, I, I'm driving a bus here. <laughs> I'm driving a bus here. <laughs> Nick, was this all at one time or... Uh... No, it's over the course. These of the are night. three sessions. Okay. He yeah. had a splitter hooked up. And you didn't even know her last name. Three right? different cannons and three different men, and nice. no, I have no idea what her last name is. <laughs> That's too bad. You don't know the girl. I know. Yeah. April so oh, wait, didn't we Go, find oh, her? No, 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 you no found that's somebody, a different one. You, no, no, no. You I found, found somebody. Friend. You found the room, the where she stayed, that roommate. And I sent her a message, and she didn't reply. On to Facebook, me. yeah, well, she didn't want anything. Owing to our earlier conversation, would you? Would that be someone you'd want to maybe? A, would you apologize, apologize to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you didn't come to Bucknell because I was. Hey, that. you know what? Speaking of, of whiskey, D, and the fact that women can have that as well, um, and Casey, and Steve, you had mentioned tired. Uh, what, what's another, can like, do you remember the Hulk Hogan uh, hidden video? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was said he, he ate too much? Yeah. Remember that? Remember. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was there. Regis was there. He I was, was filming the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Hulk wasn't on his game that night. But you remember he was, he kept talking about, oh, I just ate. Yeah. I just ate. I just ate so much. I think he was saying because he felt bloated and he, his, he, he felt out of shape. He was with, uh, it was Bubba the Love Sponge's wife. Yeah. Uh, I guess at the time. Yeah. I, I thought maybe he just, um, he couldn't, you no, know. Hulk always brings it. He, oh, does no, he? Maybe he just felt disgusting. Like, you know oh. what he did? He, he, he took the bandana off his head and tied off his junk. That uh, that helped. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, a, like a male stripper does. Yeah, that's right. They do do that. Yeah. Tie it off. 
Casey, was your second time with the same girl? Yeah. And it yeah, all went was, well? She was my girlfriend, yeah. Was it much better then? Oh, oh yeah. They, he, you even got to the motorcycles in the uh, in the cage. Two men came out of the, uh, were shot out of the cannon <laughs> the next time. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. I was making up for what I wasn't able to do the well, night before. Well, you said keep your ticket. Yep. Hang, yeah. on to th- yeah. Hang on to your stub. You, right? s- you stamped her hand. Yeah. Right. You stamped your hand. We'll make it good. We can do yeah. this right again tomorrow. Right. Pretty please. <laughs> pretty, 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 please. pretty, pretty please. Because yeah. that was so great. But it's not like she's going, oh, I hope, I hope. Yeah. As, as long as, as what Alec Baldwin said, as everyone gets their cookies. So, ladies, keep that in mind. If uh, if you drink too much, it might be a little bit on the difficult side. I, I didn't we... know that it was the same for for you as it was for us. I think we surgically carried that off. I think that was okay. Right. Fell well within the bounds. It was just a, I saw this as a news article, and it, it, it was reported. Mm-hmm. And we are basically a news organization. This is it, right? Is that what we are now? <laughs> yes. All right. I a love well-respected your... news organization. I love your newscast. No. <laughs> I love your newscast. <laughs> so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. So stay with us. B-Files coming up next. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. There was a story in Cosmopolitan not that long ago. We're big readers. It's, of course, Cosmo, man. Yeah. Uh, Not that long ago. And the author is talking about the fact, it leads with, my mom is hotter than I am. (laughs) That's what it leads with. She said, as a kid, I was blindly unaware of this. I only knew her looks were important to her from the way her slick lotion skin smelled before bed and in the mornings. By the warm cloud of hairspray of Lancome Magie Noir that hung in her bathroom. Lancome. And she says, then at 15, a guy friend came to pick me up. As he shook my mom's hand, I noticed his cheeks flush and his his posture loosen. (laughs) Backing out of my driveway in his dad's Navy Volvo, uh, he turned to me and confided, your mom is a total MILF. (laughs) (laughs) Is that something you want to say? You do not tell a girl uh, that you're dating or going out on a date with. That She's, your mom is hot. She said, at the time, I felt flattered. I thought of the other moms with their round tummies and crinkly eyes. Prettier was better, right? Uh, she, but she said, I don't really idolize my mom's glamour. If anything, I sort of look down on it. And then she goes on how to say she's kind of struggled with the fact that her hmm. mom is, is this really glamorous woman. Uh, and she's kind of not that way. And the piece opens up, too, to other things because, Preston, because of the fact that women now and, and, and just people in general. Mm-hmm. Parents exercising, doing cosmetic surgery, getting enhancements. Moms are way different today Moms than when are, I was a kid. You bet your ass. But is I mean, so is this girl pretty or? Uh, it I, doesn't, I, do we, I don't know. There was so, no picture included okay. in the article, so we can't judge. Yeah. Yeah, when I you mean, say either, your mom's hot, you always have to include pictures. And either way, like even if you, you know, uh, you take after your mom and, you know, you're good looking like your mom, it's still your mom. She's still hot. And then if it's the other way around where you're not, you know, you're not a looker and your mom is beautiful, that's that has to be hard. And I think well, it's that's the same. Me. I think it's the same with sisters too. Like I, I've seen I've seen that a lot. I have a um have some friends where their their sister is just absolutely gorgeous and 
they they didn't get those genes. What's yeah. worse, hotter sister or hotter mom? I, I think know. hotter mom. I think so. Just yeah. because of the generational gap, right? And, and you're always living in her shadow. Although I guess you're uh, living hotter in her sister. Sister, I think, would be tougher because there's really they're, they're snagging the guys that you want. Right. Also, yeah. I mean, there, there's competition between the sister. Yeah. Hopefully, not with your but, mom. But you can also get the sister sloppy seconds, right? <laughs> Whereas mom is uh, is a whole different thing. My mom was very hot. My mom was a was a was a model. Well, you know, she what? was hotter than you. Oh, by leaps and bounds. <laughs> I, I, I I knew that. I said, this uh, dad, who did you? bang to get me because it's clearly not her i remember my classmates always telling me how hot my older brother was and i didn't like that and i was like well what about me you know but oh you're was, not no, oh, oh. <laughs> you're not at all that's oh, why i leave that part how, out yeah your your brother however you, yeah turnabout's fair play because you you are always you know, g- women like you Casey. oh yeah you you you, you, you have a thing that, women love Casey. yeah, yeah i mean that's like casey's like the friend yeah, you're oh. like a good. Friend. I'm like I'm like the friend who farts you're like a State lot. Farm. Yeah. yeah, the friend who farts a lot. Yeah. No. Oh, he's so funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Casey's the funny friend. He gave me pink eye with one of his farts. <laughs> but here, <laughs> how do you do that? That's uh, that's the the well, the old wives' tale. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, the, but the, the the next step of this is though, as she becomes an adult, her mom is still. Doing the glamour, hot thing. Getting, Looking younger. Yeah, and, and also she got like a facial. She got like a, not a facial. She got a, um, <laughs> that'll do it. Because you can't quite make out anything. A facelift. There's a place on the corner called Bukaki's. Check it out. Dude, shut up. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yeah, she got a facelift and all the stuff at, you know, in, in her 50s. And, and the daughter's going, why do you, you're married. You don't need to be doing this. Uh, but there, there are mothers that, that still, you know, being attractive not just looking good, but being attractive is still important would, to them. Yeah, I think it'd be annoying. I think at a certain listen, if, because it was a different gender too. You know, th- thankfully, you know, uh-huh. my, my mom was a, was a woman. Um, the uh, there were I didn't I wasn't I did have to though deflect guys who were you know interested in right. my mother, which was an issue. Kathy, do you have a problem that your mom's hotter than you or no? <laughs> <laughs> no, my mom was beautiful in her day, but I wouldn't necessarily call her a... Uh, in her day. I mean, nobody's prettier than She's, me at this point, right, guys? Yeah, clearly <laughs> not hotter. That's just laughable. <laughs> oh, Casey's no, being I, funny again. You know what? No, a funny friend. I do see pictures of my mom when she was young. My mom was beautiful when she was young. And, your mom's uh, beautiful now. She was, very, she was so skinny and just like not... How I was when I was young. You saw me. I was. I looked like a little Puerto Rican kid. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No. I. I'm like. Wait. I didn't. I clearly didn't get my mom's jeans. I'm gonna have <laughs> to stand, step up for your mom here, despite your uh, allegations that she's ugly. No. I'm, I'm not saying. She, no, stop it. <laughs> she's a, a beautiful woman. No. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't look like my mom. I don't think I do. Hey. Let me go to. I gotta go to Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Hey. Thank you. What's Thank happening, you. Jenny? So I probably have a hotter mom and a hotter sister, but I think the bigger issue was the hot sister because we started a new school when we were, I was in seventh grade and she was in eighth grade and she was like already developed, ready for boys. And so they expected that I was going to be the same because she was hooking up with them. So I was supposed to be hooking up with them. And that that was like more of a challenge. I mean, if it's your mom, they're not really in the same category. Your friends aren't trying to hook up with your mom, or hopefully your mom's not trying to hook up with your friends. I I hear that, Jenny. What about, though, the um, guys coming over to the house and seeing your hotter mom? Would you notice reactions? 
No, I think my mom, like, she's always been in shape and taking good care of herself, but she doesn't have, like, that full MILF effect. Like, she's more conservatively dressed and not trying to, to do that. So, no, there was not. It's more of, like, a natural beauty that she has and not the... You know, I want to bone you kind the, of thing. Yeah, yeah, the, I want to bone you vibe. But there was a hot yeah. uh, milfy mom in, in my neighborhood growing up. That Well, my mom was, but there was also Mrs. Foley who oh. was... Uh, nice. A, a, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Jenny. Bye-bye, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to play that. Uh, no, by the way, Kathy was joking about the Puerto Rican thing. I, we're getting a couple of texts oh. in. Did, she does not mean that at all, Jesus Christ. Yeah, the Puerto Ricans are ugly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> she just no, doesn't... She I doesn't I almost said something, though, just the way that you implied it. You're oh, like, no, oh, no. yeah, you look like an ugly Puerto Rican She just no. doesn't look, she looked different than she does now. She has completely look, changed the way she looks. My mother has blonde hair, blue eyes, Irish. I look nothing like her. And if you, okay, go look at the pictures of You look when like I Mario was, Lopez. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. No, now you said that it was yeah. ugly. Uh, if only you look Puerto Rican. But I wonder, you know, it's okay, though, if your mom is... Wants to still be sexy, right? All right. But what if right? your mom no. is trying to um, to live vicariously through the daughter? That's a different story. Yeah. I, I agree. That's um, it's Amy Poehler in uh, the exactly. Mean Girls. Yeah. It's totally trying to still be a teenager, right? And and hang out with the girls and stuff. And that's that's just that's kind of sad, actually. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Though, if you are, if it's in your family, it's a nightmare. But if you are, if if you're able to enjoy how things look, if you're, mm-hmm. you know, if it, it's just a bonus. I'm gonna go to Matt. Hi, Matt. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Thanks, Hi. man. What's up, buddy? So I got a younger brother. I grew up on Long Island, and my younger my younger brother was always getting all the girls. And uh, I he ended up stealing one of my girlfriends. Like uh, I was in my bedroom, basically just got done with her, and she looked at me and said, "You know what? You're ugly." And she literally like left my room and walked up the stairs and banged my brother. What? Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's not. No uh, way. Wait, wait a second. So you have just uh, finished the act. She looks at you and says, "You know what? You're ugly." Walks upstairs and has sex with your brother? Like, right after. What What bizarre science fiction story is? I can't even imagine. How would that happen? How would you let that happen? <laughs> I have no idea. But actually, afterward, uh, me and my brother ended up, like, you know, fist bumping. Like, yeah, that's awesome, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, so she's a total skank. Yeah. But... <laughs> Obviously, it didn't impact you. I mean... I was kind of upset at the time, but afterward, I was kind of, it was kind of like you know a conquest for my brother and I, you know. Okay, it's, it's something you guys could do together, <laughs> right? Instead of that, that, um, is, that is the most bizarre story so she I've ever heard. Turns around and says, "You're ugly." Yeah, that was pretty. That was pretty uh, devastating. That's, and, that's and did that just unpleasant? Did that come out of nowhere? I mean, just all of a sudden, that's just popped out of her mouth. Yeah, like, amongst she, like, other looked, things, she, like, just looked over at me and said, "You know what? I'm done with you. You're ugly." Wow. wow! That's Maybe. an Amanda Bynes thing to say. It's a little harsh. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Yeah. yeah, were you just were you a disappointing lay, Matt? <laughs> I, I mean, I guess so. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, maybe it was too quick for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. I Jesus. It. I, um, that's, that's, a, that's a tender time. I'm going to go to Michelle. Hey, Michelle, good morning. Hey, Betches. Hey, what? What's going on? Yeah, mine isn't really, like, dating-related, but when I was growing up, my dad was single and he was good looking and he liked to go out and have fun and i would have a problem because i'd bring him to like back to school night and parent conferences and if the teacher was younger or good looking she goes oh so is your dad coming to the meeting or the one teacher i swear now i'm a little bit older but and i had to take shorthand and i 
couldn't do it to save my life. Who wants squiggles instead of words? But the only reason I passed shorthand is because my spinster shorthand teacher had the hops for my dad. So your your dad was, were your friends attracted to your dad as well? No, because my dad was kind of like, he could be really goofy and silly around my friends. So I think that took any of the romantic thing out of it. Right, it was okay. More like the teachers and the, the moms, the single moms of my friends were always like, oh, is your dad coming to pick you up? Uh, no. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Is your dad coming uh, you to the parties? No. <laughs> did, so did you get protective of him? Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, my parents were younger, so my dad and I always had a deal that he would never date anybody my age or younger, and I would never date anybody his age or older. <laughs> that's I guess a, that's, that's a good, a good deal to have. Yeah, yeah. yeah, all right. You can watch that fall apart quickly, though. Uh, let me go next to Megan has a story about us. Hey, Megan, good morning. Hey, hey, you guys rock. Thank hey. you. What's going on, Megan? Um, I just remember one time I brought my son into the studio um, for his birthday, and you guys are all there. And as I was leaving, you guys were like, wait, that's your son? And I was like, yeah, and you couldn't believe that. And you're like, oh, my God, you're a total melt. <laughs> that's probably true. So yeah. he said that in front of your son. Yeah, you said that in front of my son. How old is he? He's now 17, but at the time, he was just turning 16. And did he? Did you guys talk about that, or did he say um, anything to you? He's, he's kind of used to it. A lot of his friends seem to... Find me attractive. They follow me on Twitter. Make it reacquaint us. Reacquaint us with what you look like. Send us a picture so we can remember, okay? Okay, I'll tweet it to you. Nice. Yeah, thank thank you. And come on thank back you. in anytime. Yeah, yeah sure. Oh, bring your son. <laughs> what, about, <laughs> what about that thing, though? What Megan just said, uh, her son's friends follow her on Twitter. <gasps> yeah, Megan. Oh, on Facebook. Yeah, that's that's what are you putting on Twitter? Naked shots? Beaver shots? Oh, <laughs> uh, definitely not. I'm a little too shy for that. I do post a lot of selfies, but... You put a lot of selfies. Okay. And, yeah. But his friends follow you. I mean, this is... You got... know his friends are probably saying, oh, your hot oh. mom put a selfie up again. Yeah. This is right out of my friend's hot mom. <laughs> yeah. His oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. My friend's hot mom. Wait, to, like on your Twitter, he'll tweet back to you? No, he'll actually say stuff to my son. Um, but one time I needed to borrow my son's hoodie because we were at hockey practice. And he was like, I'll give your mom my hoodie. <laughs> are you single? Uh, yeah, I actually am. Oh, well, you are. You are. You walked right out of the every fantasy. 80s, um, know. Uh, you know, and, sex comedy. I mean, that's that's yep. that is the ultimate scenario. Uh, and, and I'm surprised your, your son hasn't prematurely aged and started developing gray hairs yeah. and your son your son is 17 how old are you megan i'm i'll be 38 Ooh. do you want to come to the mixer now? yeah <laughs> um, i was actually thinking about it. i used to go to the mixers all the time well hang on okay. and we'll get your information okay all right great thanks did you hear that we got a milf it's coming all right <laughs> watch the phones light up the next time we say this <laughs> for guys uh let me go to john hi john good morning sir hey morning guys you guys rock hi Thank you, man what's going on um, my mom's 49 now and, uh, is a very attractive lady. My, uh, buddy actually went on her Facebook, saved pictures from it and started posting them on social media, talking about how my mom's a milk and sharing with the rest of my friends on all the wonderful things he would like to do to her. Whoa. Whoa. That's a little but, inappropriate. Yeah, so w- w- what did yeah. you do in response, John? I uh, just kind of laughed it off. I mean, it's, it's funny. She's an attractive lady. She's a hairdresser. So, I mean, I think it's kind of funny. But, yeah, it was uh, a little awkward having uh, well, everyone I, know. I think out of respect to you, did it get graphic? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> see, now that's disrespectful to you and to her. Yeah, I got him back, though, so I was all right. Well, okay. what, did you bang his mom? <laughs> his dad. His dad nailed his dad. You know Lou? 
Yeah. He's got a story to tell you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I won't say now. All right, thanks, John. Uh, hang on, uh, let me go to Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? All right, I thought you guys would get a kick out of this. Um, I called a while ago about the bad divorces. Yes, the guy who cut the blazer in half. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great story. <laughs> well, I still have a twisted father, so I have a better story for this one. Um, I always had a hot mom. Middle school, I was the ugly duckling, finally coming out of it, finally gaining looks, gaining friends, had friends over for a party. Um, I remember the comment one kid threw out was, man, your mom's hot. Yeah. You know, you look nothing like her. Oh. <laughs> what would, what uh, a silver-tongued devil. Yeah, and then they would they would all give her hugs, and they were all chest-plated hugs, and she's a tiny waist, big-chested woman. Her mom oh, just... Cut her off. We had tiny waist, big chested woman, and then then it all went to hell. I want to win. I don't. Are you going to go to line six? Yeah. I don't buy this. Okay. All right. Let me go to Jim. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Yeah. I don't buy it either. Had sex with girlfriend, sister, and their mom at the same time. Oh, Oh my God. I can't believe you're doing that. Well, if you're going to do it, do it right, like this. I'm sorry, that's not a conquest. That's just disgusting. In in some cultures, yes. <laughs> in some cultures, I it's, think it, it's uh, wrong. I, I think it's a. Uh, I think I think it's the. I think it's the Super Bowl championship. Right but there. my grades are bad. Ah. <laughs> oh. Yes, three friends who are not related, but uh, sisters and mother. No, that's a, you, mother. You, you dig that, huh? It's just a, I don't <laughs> find it disgusting. I mean, I you know, is think is if they're in the same room, exactly. You know, exactly. Why not? Ah, oh, the cable's out. <laughs> <laughs> no, all those scenarios in real life, I would imagine, would be a different story. You would be. You'd, you'd, you'd have you'd, a heart attack. They you'd, would freak you out. I and, would run out crying. Yes, it can't be good. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> let me go next to uh, Ashley. Hey, Ashley. Good morning. Hey, got you back. All right, cool. What's what up? happened? Did you right. blow up? So the end of the story was that we're having a pool party. She's parading around her itty-bitty bikini, and my dad's about fed up with this. So the following day, he borrows a backhoe and plows in our in-ground pool. So your oh, your, your father, her dad is this is the dude that cut the blazer in <laughs> half, and then he fills in the in-ground pool? Why didn't you tell us this story the same day as the blazer? That's insane. Because we, we would be on the phone all day if I told you that. All right, all. Ashley, oh. so was oh. it was it the fact that your mom was so uh, hot and flirtatious, a constant agitation? I mean, did he become deranged because of that? No, he was already a little throat off. Okay, a little a little off. But yeah, he, he he was never quite right, but uh, basically, uh, you don't you don't tell him no, and uh, if you if do if you do him wrong, he'll he'll one up you. Jesus, is are, do you still have a relationship with your dad? Unfortunately, he he passed about two years ago, so he can no longer cause any more havoc. Wow, I wanted oh. to meet him. Yeah, <laughs> do you ever go to jail? Uh, not since I not since he had me. He mellowed out a lot. Since so yes, yeah, he's gone to jail. Yeah, did yeah. he ever go to jail though? I mean. At some point. Yeah, I mean, for as a Yeah, you know. Of course. Yeah, yeah. 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 He cut a car in half, blew up an orphanage. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he uh, <laughs> took our shit. He wanted a bigger driveway anyway. Yeah, so, so you just can extended the pool. <laughs> he wanted a bigger <laughs> driveway anyway. Where'd you grow up, Ashley? Trevis. 
Okay. Uh, Bucksco. I cross that off. Bucksco. <laughs> I was fishing for Upper Darby, but nope, no, nope, you didn't got, happen. You got <laughs> no pools yeah. in Upper Darby. <laughs> <laughs> What was that? <laughs> There's no pools in Upper Darby. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's right. Yeah, thank yeah. thank feel, you, Ashley. I feel bad for the people who buy that house. <laughs> All right. Thanks, <laughs> Ashley. The ghost thank of the you. dad is wow. there. <laughs> wow. That's... Case of his grave. I'm going to get some heat. <laughs> yeah, you are. But uh, no, we're having fun. It was a joke. And it's your turf. It's not like it made fun of Puerto Ricans. Like, yeah, that's yeah, right. oh, yeah, yeah. all ugly. Mom up, I know. That's her we're thing. She's today. the show racist. <laughs> yeah. But she's not. I always say that. It's no. a joke. Kathy, just, she did not look. You would look at a picture of her as a kid and look at her now and go, that's not the same person. I look like some ugly black person. <laughs> Stop it. No, what she meant is, is uh, again, just to reiterate, is that yeah, the younger picture different. of you, you look literally like an entirely different ethnicity. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to uh, Lori. Hey, Lori, good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you at work. Sorry. Okay. What's up, Lori? Um, well, when I was a teenager, um, I didn't really have a problem with a sister. I had four older brothers. and um, But I was youngest, so I was the fat girl. Okay. Tom- so anytime I uh, got a boyfriend, my mom kind of thought she, uh, after the you know divorce and everything, thought she was the hottest thing on earth and started wearing all these slutty clothes and started mm-hmm. hitting my boyfriend big time. So she would hit on your boyfriend. So was she, in fact, attractive, Lori? Uh, she kind of looked like Sigourney Weaver back in the day. That's um, good. Not so much anymore. <laughs> so usually She looks like alien now. Yeah, yeah. Kinda. <laughs> well, well. So she that that's just that's just pitiful. That's just wrong. She would she would she would try to seduce your boyfriends. Yeah, and they would all come back to me like, "Dude, you wouldn't believe what your mom said to me." And I'd be like, "What'd she say?" And so, so Lori, what would she say without being radio friendly? What would she What would she say to them? She would ask them how serious we were and what we were up to, and if. They ever needed? Here's her number. Oh. What? Wait, if they ever needed what? What? If they, they ever needed, needed what? They ever needed to talk or call her? Uh, you know, Jason, that's know. wrong. Okay, so yeah, and then f- um, I, you know, lost a ton of weight. I got implants. I basically, you know, got really good looking, and then it got way worse in my twenties. Like she would bring them around. Or prance around in front of them when I bring them over, and she'd be like, "Ooh, you're really good looking, right in front of me." Hmm. No way. That's pathetic. So she was prancing. Yeah, like in skimpy little outfits and stuff, and it's Ooh. like, uh, yeah, and they'd be like, "Dude, your mom's kind of masculine." Lori, <laughs> masculine. I'm I'm incensed by this. What's your mother's number? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think any of them ever uh, took advantage? Um. I don't think so. I mean, yeah. like, I hope not. That'd be kind of gross. Well, if they, I don't want to know. If they did, they weren't the guys for you. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely not. All right. Wow, man. All right. Thanks, Lori. Appreciate it. Did you have a uh, in the growing up? Did, was there was there a was there a loose mom? A loose hot mom? A, a loose a, a, a mom? Miss, a Mrs. Robinson? Uh, not that I knew of. Uh, no. Oh, we had it. We had a loose mom, but not. Uh, no, she wasn't a hot mom. Oh, that, one of our fr- yeah, our friend's mom was she. Yeah, she sleep with anybody in the town but she was not hot i gotta mm. warn you it's gonna smell like cheese that was a, no, that was a little bit steve that was a little bit how it was really yeah like oh. the cigarettes the oh raspy voice God. yeah <laughs> it's gonna yep. smell like processed cheese mm-hmm. but you get used to it after a while before you know it, you won't yeah. smell anything you'll look forward to it yeah <laughs>
That's a little bit how it was. <laughs> no, I, I, but they, why is it that they always think, you know, the, the audacity to mack on your daughter's boyfriends. Yeah, boyfriends. That's, that's just wrong on many, many levels. Uh, let me see. There's a lot of stories coming in. Let me go to Rick. Hi, Rick. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. Sorry to bother you at work. It's all right. Okay. What's up, man? <laughs> I, so um, this happened back when I was very, very young. Uh, there's this girl in our neighborhood who um, everybody tried to get with her. She was like the classic dime. Okay. And nobody could have her. And everybody tried. And I felt like I was probably the closest to actually you know, having a shot. And one day she invited me over to her house. And... I got to meet her mom, and her mom looked exactly like her, except, you know, in her late 30s. Okay. So I thought this is, you know, you know pretty cool, and because I was getting to meet the get, getting to meet the folks. Her right, right, right. And her were split up, so she had her apartment on the other side of town. Yeah, great. Rick, what happened? <laughs> the, um, well, we're all hanging out and everything, and the daughter leaves, and in a weird turn of events, I ended up having a short tryst with the mom. So you ended up getting into a relationship with the mom who just looked like a slightly older version of the girl you were going after. Yes, she was, um, she, they were Spanish. and uh, Just like Kathy. Mom, I'm sorry? Just like Kathy. So what, what did the mom make, <laughs> did mom make the first move? Oh, absolutely. And what did she do? Um, well, she, she talked me into trying to give her a massage, which I'm like, oh, okay. You know, I didn't even, at first I didn't even think it was, Anything, and then that's Bill the massage ended up, you know, turning into other things. We had this, and we had this short but really bizarre twist. Okay, and so- there, there became this code where she would say, you know, come over, come over for a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. Quote unquote, coffee was the code for come over. Get me a sex, and then show up, yeah. and we'd have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> now we 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 got we got the uh, the subtle message here, Rick. So. To- <laughs> Does she? Does well, she? Then does her she, and her husband started like trying to work it out, and that was the end of it. Ah, 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 then oh, he was man. getting coffee. It was, it was, a little more like, coffee. It was, it was like the you know, I never thought it would happen to me, and I don't really talk about it because um, it takes too it long. my mother because I was actually just shy of eighteen when it happened, so it was like we didn't talk about it. All right, Rick. Well, good for you, man. You you Thank you, you, Rick. you lived a fantasy, uh, what a, a penthouse form fantasy. Totally. Uh, hang on, uh, Dennis. Has a uh, a claim to make. Hey, right. Dennis. Hey, guys. You guys are on. Thank hey! you. Dennis, what did you, you want to tell us? Hey, first, I want to tell Casey that oh. I'm an Upper Darby native. I now live in Westchester. But we did have a pool. He had, oh, yeah. he had a pool. All right. We had a pool. All right. What All right. was it? it was Above ground? No, it, it was actually Darby Creek. <laughs> Darby and Creek if, was if your yeah, If Casey's familiar, there was a big slide behind a, an apartment complex off Marshall Road. It was filled with algae. You used to slide down the algae. <laughs> nice. Dude, oh my god, that's disgusting! Great. <laughs> you remember One River Road? There was a, there was a house that with a yeah. with, with yes. a, a built-in pool slide into the river. slimy river. Yeah, yeah. the Schuylkill River. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, you just have to take care not to hit all the debris that's floating in the <laughs> yes, water. Yes, it's the, true. The bodies, no car parts, yeah. and whatnot. Not, yeah. Not all right. Car tires. So all right. Anyway, uh, growing up, uh, we had a, a girl that was uh, kind of, you know, our friend, and we would uh, frequently hang out at uh-huh. her home. And her mother have coffee. Yeah. Uh-huh. And have coffee. Right. <laughs> was very attractive. And uh, 
so we had a, a, a buddy who was, uh, I guess, more promiscuous than the rest of us. And uh, he, he started talking about, hey, he thought he was being hit on by her mother. So, you know, kind of things went on, and uh, this, would, this would happen frequently. So he ended up with the daughter and the mother. All right. Do you have it? Do you do you believe that's a verifiable story? Do he had them both together at was, once? That was verifiable. Wait a minute, Dennis. At the same time? At the same time. It's it's not completely unheard of. No. It, 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 there are people, believe it or not, that are that are very relaxed in that uh, particular scenario. They're called porn stars. Uh, yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> there are some mother daughter teams. Believe it or not, that, that just go out and and want to um, want to score crazy. a dude. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So it, it was it was absolutely true, but dude, well that's only, uh, not only in Upper Darby, I guess. Right. All right. Thank you very much, Dennis. And then you go swimming, uh, go skinny dipping in the <laughs> in the creek. Wow. What is there? Oh God, there are so I many. I, I can't. These go are to good though. These yeah, are, these are good. You know, guys are pulling over. You. <laughs> I know. I know. These are all fantasy stories. Uh. Should I go to John here real quick? Because yeah, I don't quite understand this. Uh, just watch your I, I will. I'll, I'll instruct him. Hey, John, are you there? Yeah, Preston, I am. How you doing? John, we will use the term BJ for this story, okay? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Okay, go ahead. Uh, well, I'm retired now, but I was a police officer. And uh, at the time, um, two friends' mother, I pulled over and uh, for DUI... And uh, in the course of the processing, she offered a BJ if I wanted one. All right. So was this to get out of the ticket, <laughs> or just felt like doing that? Yeah. Or I, I, I really don't know. Um, Did you take her up but... on it? What's that? Did you take her up on it? No. No. I mean, because no, that, no, 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 I think that might be a career ender there, Kathy. That happens. But John, a lot. did you say? You're Dave's mom, you know. <laughs> no, it was so. It was so. I felt so bad for those two guys. Um, and obviously, they, quite frankly, they were happy that she was arrested for DUI because it was a big problem in the family. Oh, um, okay. However, that however, the BJ's, that the random stranger BJ's. Yeah, uh, that was never discussed. I, that was just sorry. I never ever would tell them that or I, say anything about that. She was so loaded, but the. Uh, the bottom. It was just a whole sad situation. Hey, oh, hey John, yeah. could could a, could one of those uh, breathalyzers detect a a reason beat? <laughs> <laughs> hey, was she good looking? Uh, no. Oh, okay. what did you go? No, I you did the right it. thing. That you did the yeah. right thing. <laughs> No, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know. I mean, years ago, yeah. I, I don't know, but it was so the alcohol and stuff. It was no, you, you seldom want to say that. Yeah, may, but years ago. So how was this? Oh, thirty years ago, she was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just doesn't cut the mustard. No. All right. No. Well, you, you did the right thing then. All right. Thanks. We actually have a clip of that uh, when he pulled her over. I made an extra sloppy morning. <laughs> 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 I know how you skits like them sloppy. Now it sounds kind of hot. Yeah. yeah. Now that you put it that way. Wow. Okay. Well, anyhow. Oh, we, I, I see. Well, it's, which one? Number five. We'll go to one more call. All yeah. right. And then we, we got to take a break. I'll go Jake. to. Uh, hi, Jake. You're on the air, sir. Hi. Sorry about you guys at work. It's okay. It's all right. I think I'm going to write this. Hey, uh, so when I was in high school, we had this one girl. <laughs> she didn't look the greatest at all. 
but her mom actually won a cougar contest, a national cougar contest. A national cougar contest. Yeah. Mm. And so we, well, all you guys, w- was she was she um, loose a little bit? Was she flirtatious? No, not really. But she would wear like very flirtatious clothes. Like she wore the stilettos, the short skirts, the, you know, the lower V necks, like all that stuff. All right. When you well, okay. All right. I was hoping for more, but that's that's still that's uh, that's. that's <laughs> no, I saw on, on Facebook not too long ago a girl that uh, I'm friends with. I guess I went to high school. There's one of those people that are like, yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that name. Uh, but she uh, she posted just one a. Like a MILF thing. It wasn't like a contest she entered, just pictures of that she had posted, just standard, nothing dirty or anything like that. And they like just that. called them off the yeah, site? Yeah, and she's like, not sure how to feel about that. Mm, I'd feel pretty good about that. I would. I'd love to be so. a MILF. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That'd be great. I wish I was a MILF. <laughs> Experience right. the joy of childbirth. Anyhow, this uh, this Cosmo article, uh, the, the, the author really resents the fact that her mom is attractive and still tries to be... And atta- attractive, flirt. She, she works on her looks to be attractive to the to men, you know. And, and she kind of resents it, which and, is, and she's she doesn't even know why she resents no, it. She just does, yeah. You know. So anyhow, uh, there's there's hot moms out there. Come back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why you asked? Cage the elephant. Larkin Poe. Rival Sons. We move through the world like shooting stars across the sky. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. The movie The Martian is uh, getting great advance for it. Uh, Matt Damon stars the main character, Mark Watney, an astronaut. He's stranded on Mars. There's a mission taking place. They've had to evacuate people out of there. He gets left. They think he's dead. I'm going to play you a quick clip from the trailer here. This is Mark Watney, and I'm still alive. Obviously. I have no way to contact NASA or my crewmates. But even if I could, it would take four years for another manned mission to reach me. And I'm in a hab designed to last 31 days. So... In the face of overwhelming odds, I'm left with only one option. I'm going to have to science the <laughs> shit out of this. I love that. Yeah, and uh, yeah. so you can see what he's got up against, and uh, he's got to get through it. We have four people here this morning to promote this film. We're going to juggle like mofos. Yeah, we absolutely are. Uh, on screen, you're going to see these two actors in the film, so please welcome Sebastian Stan and Mackenzie Davis to yeah. the program. Morning, guys. Thanks for being here this morning. And then we have some experts in the whole space side of it all. Not the movie side, the space side. Uh, we have Mr. Mars, James L. Green, NASA space physicist and retired NASA astronaut Nicole Stott. Who yeah. Welcome, everyone. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you. Um, all right, so let's, uh, where did we begin, Steve? Uh, I love, you know, just in that clip that was played, you know, we we, talk, we think about, okay, you get, you get lost, maybe you wander into the woods, you get lost. Oh, my God, how am I going to find my way out? When I heard just that clip and I see the clips, that's a kind of lost and remote that you can scarcely imagine. But as we start to talk about missions to Mars and people who are signing on to one-way trips and so on and so forth, this is couldn't be happening. This movie couldn't come out at a, at a, at a more appropriate time. Um, the, the, it's it's from the best-selling book, that which sort of you know, polarized or just got everyone thinking. Um, as you put together a movie like this and the, the expanse of the movie is one of the main things 
accuracy and because you obviously have a lot of NASA input here. Sebastian, I know you wanted to be an astronaut when you were a uh, a younger man. Uh, was there was there were there a NASA people on set all the time as you were doing this to ensure the accuracy? Well, um, no, no. <laughs> no you, you didn't really need anyone besides Ridley Scott, honestly, yeah. uh, who was constantly talking to NASA, as you will hear from from these guys. Um, about, he's, he's one of the legendary, specific, yeah, I meticulous mean, directors. Very meticulous, very very specific, like you said. And um, everything was built from scratch. I mean, uh, believe it or not, there's not that much CGI in this movie other than the big sort of landscape shots. Um, everything, the spaceships, the suits, and everything was, was done manually and from scratch, which was really exciting for us. But he, was, he had been talking to NASA for... Quite a while, I think, over a year. Yeah, it actually started in May of last year. Really, Scott called NASA headquarters and and said, "Hey, we'd like to talk to some people that really know Mars." You know, when you read a book, you know, you your mind paints that picture. But what a director has to do is really put it in front of you. And Ridley went out of his way, I think, to really get the look and feel of what Mars is all about. And when you're talking Ridley Scott, you're talking Alien, you're talking Blade Runner, you're talking Legend, you're talking a guy who's known for creating worlds with um, an incredible visual sense. He's just a master at it. Um was he the original director for this, or he came in? No, originally Drew Goddard, who wrote okay. uh, the screenplay, was going to direct it, and then uh, decided to step, step down. down. <laughs> but but Ridley Scott, I, I understand that Matt Damon was on board because he wanted to work with Ridley Scott, correct? Yeah. Well, I think it was Ridley that that met with Matt. Okay. And asked him to be in the movie. Yeah. All right. So so. Uh, with let's talk a little bit about Mars and 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 because we we do geek out we're imbeciles when it comes to this stuff we try to understand it but um uh, uh the, the the announcement James that the um Mars contains water or very well yeah, uh, might have water. liquid water uh, and everyone's talking about perhaps these missions to Mars occurring what does this what does this mean as far as the viability of those missions well it really helps us plan for how to use and leverage what's there and water is a critical element. You know, we could bring all the water we can we can have on our backs and assume yeah. that's what we'll have left. But uh, using the resource that's there really helps us uh, be able to survive and work and live on Mars in return. And I, I have to ask Nicole because she has you've been in space. You've you've walked in space. You've been out there for hours at a time. When we talk about missions to Mars, manned missions to Mar- missions to Mars, and people going and colonizing and so forth. You've gone about as far as one can go, you know, in this day and age right now. What what about people who want to really go the distance? Is that something you can wrap your mind around because you've been up there before? Yeah, I think so, and I I hope more than people that have been that have been there can wrap their mind around it too. And I think movies like this help us visualize that, help us look at the challenges and opportunities that are out there for us. And certainly what we're doing, I mean, one of the major things we're doing on board Space Station right now is looking at how do we explore further from our planet? You know, right now we're at this kind of 250-mile altitude above Earth, and, you know, that in the grand scheme, that's not that far. No, it isn't. We're talking about going, you know, even the moon or back to the moon or on to Mars, and... I'd like, you know, you mentioned one way. I'd like to think that whatever we're looking at is uh, a round trip as well. <laughs> I, I love that because, yeah. and yeah. I think, I think, uh, um, it, it, you know, this these are the adventures. When I was growing up and, and watching all the missions and, and watching, I'm an old enough master to have seen that, you know, the, the first walk on the on the moon. 
and and just amazed. There, that's these are the the people. The the NASA, the space program is is that's as romantic and as adventurous as you can get. In you know, in my mind, uh, you you guys believe that as well, or was it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, I remember I saw Apollo 13 three times in the movie theater, yeah. and I was I was blown away by that. And I remember going back to school and trying to build rockets and stuff. You know, I was in eighth grade, I think, at the time. But, um, yeah, it, it's it's the, the most romantic idea ever. Because you're, you're really, you're, you're going, it, it's, you're inspired by this dream, and it's, it's a, it, you're risking your life. I mean, M- Mackenzie, the, the movie basically is, is three different movies, isn't it? Because you're dealing with Matt, you're dealing with the crew, and you're dealing with people back at... Yeah. Earth, who are mounting all these things, did you? And so, as you would imagine, in a scenario like this, there's there's interaction. Were you guys interacting while the movie was being made? Because you had to be like almost three separate camps. Yeah, we weren't at all. I mean, the movie was really done in in three sections, and we shot the NASA stuff first in Budapest for three weeks, which was my section, and then we left, and the whole. Um, Hermes crew came on, which is Sebastian and, and Jessica Chastain and Kate Mara and, and that whole crew. And then Matt closed out production by doing all of his stuff on Mars. So it was really separate. But um, yeah, one of the cool things about promoting this movie has been getting to go to NASA and talk to astronauts and talk to scientists involved and seeing how... Um, like even the people on Earth, there's there's such a collaboration, and everybody is sort of an adventurer and explorer in this really old fashioned sense of the idea that feels like something you read about in right. books, but they're real, like our real it's adventurers cool. and explorers. It's very cool. Well, what roles do you guys play, Sebastian and Mackenzie, in the film? Who are you, and and how are you uh, integral to the storyline? Um, I play Mindy Park. I'm a, a, a NASA employee, and I am given satellite coordinates to look up, and I actually discover that uh, Mark Watney, played by Matt Damon, is still alive. We think okay. he's dead, and we sort of are tracking the body, and then we see that the body's moved, and that the solar shields have been, or the solar panels have been cleaned, um, and that there's all the evidence from our satellites that there's life on so, Mars. So, so right now, just a quick question here, Preston. Do we have, would we be able to, with the tena- technology we have right now, be able to determine that shields have been cleaned on Mars? Yeah, absolutely. This- no problem. Uh, we have a spacecraft there right now. It's called Mars Reconnaissance Orbiter. And it can look on the surface with one pixel that's yeah. about a square foot or so. Wow. And so you could see your coffee table from orbit. No problem. Jeez. Wow. All right, and Sebastian, your character? Uh, I play a flight surgeon, um, on the spaceship and I, you know, I'm responsible somewhat among other tasks about people's health and, uh, I declare I'm dead. So okay, that's uh, clearly I'm good at my job. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, does that give extra, that gives extra onus to you to be a part of the rescue mission because you're the one who's... Yeah, well, of course. I mean, from, yeah. it's nice because it gives my character a little bit more of a, of a thing. But the, the thing that we were discussing is that how, 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 uh, and we were trying to really get this accurately in the movie is, is, you know, these guys have to move from, from task to task to task. It's, it's, it's about what the next a move is all right. the time and it's and, and emotion is secondary and and that's that's why we leave you, i'm i'm actually amazed uh kathy has a question <laughs> oh. <laughs> doesn't really have to do too much with space i was just oh, wondering okay. in the because in the trailer it looks like the movie has a little bit of comedy to it how did you intertwine comedy into you know a topic like this uh well it was all in the way the book was written foremost is is 
pretty funny, and and Drew really echoed that in the script. And um, yeah, I think it's pretty honest that if he's, I mean, he's in space by himself for a year and a half, and while it's the single most terrifying event I could possibly imagine, with that amount of time, like you you can't be crying and wringing your hands the whole time. You have to find like many tones and and levity even in the face of tragedy. And I think the movie is so good at at, at representing that. I and mean, then there's so much comedy that in the brief moments where you see him sort of break down and feel desperate, you're like, oh my god, I forgot that this man is alone on Mars. <laughs> I was reading an interview with uh, Andy Weir, the, the author, mm-hmm. and yeah. he was saying that, that at a certain point, you, and I, I think that's what's resonating with people, because all the, the, the critical reviews have been excellent about that, because at a certain point, you're, you're basically a what the F. Well, yeah, I'm not, that, that kind of isolation... Uh, I'm impressed also by the, you know, when you, I think Interstellar did a good job also relaying the the, the time of space travel, you know, how long it takes. So, okay, we got to go get him. See you in this many years, you know, and and that's, that's an amazing thing. Did um, you were talking about doing um, external shots. Did a part of Jordan double for Mars? Yeah, a lot of it actually. For all all the outside sequences that was all for shot? the most part except for uh the storm sequence and um Those were practical sets? Whatever night shots were happening I think for Matt were huh. still in Budapest. Wow, wow. So, uh, but you weren't there for that obviously. He was No. Yeah. No, I was gone. <laughs> Nicole, uh, what qualified you to go into space, to go into orbit? I uh, uh, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, you know, I studied all the right stuff. I was excited growing up to to fly, and flying was the thing that got me into all of this to begin with. And, you know, ultimately, I think you come to the point where you're figuring out what you want to do. And uh, knowing how we fly in space was the question I wanted to answer. Why things fly? Why can we fly in space? And I was really fortunate to to learn about that and work about that at the Kennedy Space Center where all the hardware is and where the astronauts come to to launch. And seeing that around me, yeah. um, I think that that helped me, the job I had, the education I had, and certainly the mentors that encouraged me to fill out the application. Because I always think about uh, the right stuff, and so I'm trying to think yeah. of like, what physical requirements did you have? Yeah, look at me. Meet? Um, <laughs> well, no, I, I'm, sh- I'm sure you're in good shape. Uh, they're, they're, yeah, they're not, they're not sending up Louie Anderson. They, they keep you in good shape, and you know, the medical is the biggest qualification sure. uh, coming in, really, from things that will disqualify you from the standpoint of what can disqualify you. Is a, and a how many medical. days were you there? Uh, my first mission, I was on orbit for a little over three months. Okay, so I, I want to ask, because you're you're in pretty close, confined spaces with people, and obviously you guys have a mission, but you're also people, all right? So uh, how do you not get on each other? I mean, essentially, you're in a van with uh, <laughs> however many people for, for three months straight. Well, you know what's really awesome is the space station is like multiple vans. Yeah. So it's it's ginormous. In the words of my son, it is ginormous. There, the you know you can go your separate ways. You can have twelve people up there go your separate ways and not see each other each if other's... you want. And you know you don't. No? Um, there are times no gossip where, or anything. Oh, sure. You know you're solving all the world's problems in, while you're floating around the dinner table. And can stuff, you at least but... hang up your own posters and stuff like that? In, in your own little yeah. cubicle, you can. Yeah, in your own little crew quarters. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How, how many? You you had a lot of time walking actually in space. Spacewalking. How, how many hours were you outside the, uh, of the did, space station? I did one spacewalk, and it was six and a half hours. Six and a half hours. Wow. The, the impression was that long. Yeah, well, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty long. But it, how many times during that do you just look down at your feet and look at the Earth below you and just go, "Dear God, this is amazing." It, it's uh, it's overwhelmingly amazing, actually, almost to where your brain can't process it. 
it's just that beautiful, that impressive. And it's really cool that you actually float out and don't fall, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, you kind of have to mentally get over that at first. And then you're very deliberate about your handholds and your tethers and things like that. But there is just this beauty around you that, quite honestly, you have to go back to that. Uh, we have this mission. We have these tasks. and You've got to, to soldier on and do it. Yeah. yeah. A, a, an incredible degree of focus, I assume. Yeah. Jim, I wanted to ask you about the human condition of um, being alone on a planet like Mars for uh, an extended period of time and, and go- not going crazy. It, it, is the human condition, would that allow you to actually survive? Well, I think Andy Weir's book in the movie uh, it does a tremendous job that um, uh, these are indeed special people. You know, uh, uh, one of my favorite scenes is indeed um, uh, Mark Watney can be, be very depressed in his situation, but then all of a sudden the science and engineering side of his brain kicks in and he decides he can solve this problem. <clears throat> he can live on Mars and he can do everything he can to stay alive. Is part of what keeps him going the possibility of an Oscar nomination? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering. How could you not let that, that would keep you going? going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Most you know, let's, in terms of talking about what keeps him going, he doesn't have a wife. He doesn't have kids. He yeah. doesn't have oh. a daughter to come home to. Okay. It's all about life. He loves life. And he's going to do everything he can to survive. Well, there, yeah, there are there is talk of Academy Award nominations. I mean, it's you know, always there's rumblings, but it bumps you know. me out a little bit though because I just saw Black Mass a couple of weeks ago, and I, re- I was like, oh, Johnny Depp, he's got this. <laughs> and then I hear about the Martian. Matt Damon, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, it, it, it's it, it, I think movies like this, you know, you know Gravity and Interstellar, it, it, people is oh, space is a viable mm-hmm. depicted accurately. Space is a viable uh, deal, and it, it 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 just preys upon our normal. Our, 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 our desire to be adventurous and yet our fear of what might happen when we, we go out and do that. So you, you know, obviously, Sebastian, you gave up the astronaut thing. You're not still pursuing that, right? Acting, working out quite well. Yeah, listen, I mean, I, you know, I was in Budapest trying to film this movie having a panic attack because I couldn't plug in my Apple TV. So, but, I mean, like, I, I'm not going up there. You chose wisely. <laughs> Stephen what else is important, though? Superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, I said it. All right. Like, we can't, we're, we're geeking out on Sebastian. I think we're freaking him out a little bit. You can see a few I, Captain he, America He immediately called me on my shirt. I was like a little bitch. I know. Yeah. I know. I, know. I, know. I love it. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's true. So we're very, we're, we're, we, we are huge fans of that stuff, obviously. And, uh. The, the, and, and we forge a, a friendship with uh, Frank Grillo as well, yeah, yeah. who's uh, oh, yes, one of your co-stars. Grillo. He's awesome. A man of many trades. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, he's, he's a loves tough to son of a bitch, man. Yeah, yeah listen, if I, if, I can have, uh, if I can be around like Frank has been, like, honestly doing what he's doing right now, it, you know, I, it's, it'd be amazing. Yeah, he's, uh, and he's got, obviously, the, this, the, the assignment for the Civil War movie, which is when is the release on that? May, uh, May next yeah. year. Yeah, I have to say that your 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 portrayal of Bucky and the Winter Soldier, the, the relationship with uh, with uh, um, Chris Evans in those movies sold the core, the emotional core of the movie. Mm-hmm. Your friendship was so palpable and tangible that if that didn't work, the movies wouldn't work. It well, was just a great job. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. Mackenzie, do you like the uh, um, <laughs> Captain I America seen movies? Them, but Are you kidding? Are you kidding? So much about. 
about them going on to our Sebastian. Oh, I can't her. wait. It's okay. My heart is swelling with this talk of Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier is is so yeah. brilliant, and and your your uh, co-star there is phenomenal in it. Because so, they made this you. pledge to each other decades ago. You know, uh, to the end of the line. To the end now. of the line. And yeah. they stick with it. And they wow. stick with it. Wow. Yeah. I'm shocked that the movie's coming out in May because people are chomping at the bit around Sebastian. I almost Listen, hopefully we'll be back here. You know. Yeah. yeah. We can, we can talk about. Well, that. we can I talk almost, about all your Oscar nominations for this. True, yeah. true. Yeah, I almost wrapped my arm in, in uh, aluminum foil. Today, wow. But I thought that might be that. a tad bit over the top. Uh, well, listen. Uh, good luck with you guys, everybody, uh, in all your different involvements with this film. And uh, it's it looks like the movie to see. So yeah, you've got you've got the preeminent director for this kind of thing. Yeah. You've got an incredible. We didn't even go into. You have Jessica Chastain, a huge cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the advance where the advance reviews are phenomenal and epic and. It, it just looks like a home run. Excellent. Well, thank you, Sebastian San and Mackenzie Davis and Jim Green and Nicole Stock. Good luck with everything. Thank you. Thanks you for having me. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back in a minute. Stay right there. Everything that rocks includes cool MMR swag you can wear. Rock, 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 MMR rock shop. Get your MMR gear at the online store. And a whole lot more. Hoodies and hats for dudes and chicks. Mugs and masks that make great gifts. Rock, 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 MMR Rock Shop. Get your hands on some awesome merch at MMR's Rock Shop. Rock, rock, MMR Rock Shop. Get shopping at WMMR.com now. All the merch that rocks. The Insidious uh, franchise is very successful. Big fan. Uh, very scary. And uh, the next guest we have in studio is in recently, uh, Insidious 3, Chapter 3, I should say, and is also going to be at uh, the Comic-Con this weekend. Please welcome Lynn Shea to Yay! our program. Hello, man. This is so cool. It's so great to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you do a great job. Now, we've talked about you, and we're going to talk about all your the Farrelly brothers and all that, that great stuff, which is equally wonderfully terrifying and, and humorous. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Insidious series, that was, I mean, you've done dramatic acting, and you have throughout your career, uh, but the this this thing, the horror, like, you know, the first one was directed by uh, James Wan, who's right. just a genius with this stuff. Right. And uh, that was, was that... Were you a fan of these kind of movies? Because you're so good at being in them. You know, I love acting yeah. and I love character. And honestly, those are the those are always the driving forces for me. Is a good story and a good character and good people. And when I met James, um, I and I love all genres. Yeah. I mean, I don't really think about myself particularly as a genre actress, whether it be comedy or anything else, because I look first again at story and character. Right. And James, when he gave me the script, he said, um, you know, he was getting ready to do something. I took it upstairs and he gave me a hard copy. It wasn't on my computer, which I love having because then I can have a pencil and paper in my hand, too. And I got into bed. It was around one in the morning. It was late. And I thought I'll never be able to stay awake to read this. And I I read the whole thing and was so chilled at the end of the story. Yeah. I locked it in a closet downstairs (laughs) because I literally it's like you don't want to have radio waves by your head at night. You do not want a James Wan script by your head at night. Oh, I wouldn't even I I haven't seen the movies. I'm not going to see the movies. (laughs) I, I saw the I saw the commercials, the trailers. I'm like, no. 
They are totally no. scared. No, I was terrified just from that alone. Well, you will be even more. The I'll fans, be. He'll yes. go. Yes. I, I, I can't handle it. Any anything otherworldly, I'll take people cutting heads off and all that stuff. But when it comes to other entities, I'm terrified. You know, that's interesting because fear is a very interesting emotion, and and what promotes that is a very interesting thing to me. I think the third, this third chapter is the scariest of the three because wow. it's going to scare people on levels they're not expecting. Well, it's it's also to explain the, the first in, Insidious, which is an ingenious uh, ingenious plot. Uh, you know, a cu- couple has this child that uh, sort of goes catatonic, and you... You're brought in, you have these psychic right. capabilities, and you have the, the money shot. You're the one who is in the room and looks up, and that's when you realize, oh, F, this We're thing in is trouble bad. now. <laughs> yeah, because it's rocking your world. It, not to do a spoiler alert, but by the second one, you've been, you're, 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 you're now only in the other in the realm. Other in the further. In the further. In the third movie, this is a prequel. Yes. To the whole series. Yes. So you do not have to have seen one right. or two to to appreciate three. Three actually sh- could be number one, and then you see the first and the second. Which is cool, because I always wanted to learn the More story. Of, right, exactly, which is the the, the force and, and your, 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 your character, where you came from, how you got to be where you where you are in this so it's it's a fresh family and a fresh experience and and does this lead directly into the technically the first insidious movie yes it does okay and it's where i beat specs and tucker who are my so-called sidekicks basically um and for me as an actress it was totally exciting because when we did the first one as an actor you kind of construct your background you know yeah. so which the audience may never see it's usually something that you know that you make up basically which uh and in this particular situation lee has written th- those those elements of my life which makes the character so much richer for me so. did you get them sort of from what you were imagining to what was written for you did they sort of sync up were you were you were the minds meeting at the way you saw the character and the way it was filled in or or were you happy with the way the the pre-story goes? The pre-story is better. Than oh, oh, it's okay. Right. Because it's it, it's scarier. Okay, good. And so it leads the audience, too, into that world in a very particular kind of way. Um, and I got to tell you, it scared me, <laughs> which is even scarier. <laughs> okay, well, then then in your opinion, uh, you know, Insidious 3, scarier, is, is that scarier or the shriveled breasts in There's Something About Mary? The <laughs> well, let, let, let me put it this way. <laughs> or maybe I, I have the breasts hanging on my wall in my office. You kept them? <laughs> I love that. That is great. I love that. I, I can't take horror movies either, but I went and saw Kingpin in the theater and I went and saw Something About Mary. Mary in the theater, and there are scenes certainly in both of those movies that scare the crap that out of me. That are horrifying. Yeah, and, and I, I love how the Farrelly brothers would set up that, that comedy, because they would throw stuff at you that you just did not anticipate. You, you thought, they're not going to go there. Really? And then they used you, and they went there. They did go there. <laughs> You're such an elegant woman, and you know, you, you what made them take you and put the landlady and Kingpin and Magda and these... And they have you doing horrific things. I loved it all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I fought so hard. They didn't want to see me for Kingpin. It's it's a really long story. I, I'll make it brief if I can. But yeah. um, I was in Dumb and Dumber. I had a small role of Mrs. Nugaborn, or as Jeff Daniels affectionately <laughs> called me, Mrs. Noogie Burger. <laughs> You're and, the one running the dog show. Yes, yeah. in the dog show. Yeah. And then, um, and Kingpin was described, the character was described as the angriest, <laughs> ugliest woman God ever let loose on the planet. <laughs> And I thought, there I am. (laughs) 
but as an actress especially. <laughs> and I come out of theater. I did theater in New York for years and years. And so my whole mind, to me, that's gold. You yeah. know, that's like... So for almost five weeks, I worked on that character in my bedroom. Literally, I bought the little outfit because Pete would call it my clown suit that Mrs. Dumars wears. And I just kept spinning off of what's the most horrible, what could make this woman be so horrible? Oh, you nailed skin it. skin condition, and she, you know, she's not getting any, and I don't know. what. what it's yeah. all, it was all bad. And... Um, I was, and I actually finally convinced them to see me the five days before they were starting shooting, wow. and uh, they hadn't cast it yet. And I went in as exactly as what you see on camera is Mrs. Dumars, and I was so elated to have least express it. You, know, you make the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a walk down memory lane for just a second. Okay. Here we go. What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? <laughs> God. I guess it's all that pumping. <laughs> Pump and dump. <laughs> you really jarred something loose, Tiger. <laughs> There's a seat. It still cracks you up. It still cracks me up. <laughs> but you know what? There is a. There is a. And this is the genius of what they did in your performance. Is that. It's poignant because you, there's a later on that you show up and you're you're ready for another encounter right. and you realize you've been had and and your feelings are flower hurt. The flower in this slimy hair. You're ready. It's I just, really fall in love. You know, it's a perfectly yeah. constructed character yeah. because you see her. She's introduced. Yeah. She falls in love. She's betrayed and she seeks revenge. Yes. I mean, it's got the four elements that make a perfect arc. Yeah. And it was I. And I remember even though, but Bobby Fairley kept saying, he said, where'd you come up with that? (laughs) But they wrote those lines. And I got to tell you, none of that is improv. It's all written by the Fairley brothers. And they wanted to cut, you really jar something loose, Tiger. (laughs) And I said, why? Yeah, Yeah, it's great. I said, I "I swear I can make it work. And Pete says, no, no, no. And and finally, I literally convinced him. And I'm so glad I did because people have me write it on my headshot. Oh, that's (laughs) awesome. Here's another one. You still owe me another month's rent so if i were you i would start doing some tongue exercises before friday (laughs) well there's almost a horror element when you show up and he's woody harrelson is daydreaming a little bit and looks in the rearview mirror and there there you are and pete actually i didn't even know they had kept all that stuff and when i saw that it was at the end the very end of the movie because pete they because i kept waiting for him to call cut and you and just keep said, going. He, I just kept going. And he said I couldn't wait to see what you were going to do next. And you bust out laughing in character. It's it's hilarious. Uh, all of those characters with with Magda and and uh, I mean you know at a certain point. So you're saying from your vantage point, you're like, let me have it. I I want to I want to just dive right into these characters because right. they're they're absurd and yet they all Magda is a human French fry, but she's got this. <laughs> She's got this. She's a good person. She's a good person. And yeah. you know what? Mrs. Dumars is, I think that's kind of the key is that I really look for the heart of the character, right. literally. Because there's no, when you think about it, even bad people, you know, even there's there's something that makes them human. You right, know? right. So, because it's interesting to me that those characters really just Resonate. Live. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. Of. How do they get the dog to stick its tongue in your mouth? Oh, my God. Do you know what? That just happened. It I really? swear to God. Oh my God. And you just let it happen? I just let it happen. And there was a part, there was a, there was a part of me. Oh, wait, listen, this is great. Because it was, it was Cameron's POV, what they call point of view. You yeah, know, yeah. So the, the, the camera's on me, but it's supposed to be her looking at me. <laughs> 
She started laughing so hard she was crying. And I think, to be real honest, what the dog was after was the latex. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. He, start, he liked me. I mean, his little yeah. his real name was Slammer, little Puffy. Yeah. And I remember holding him, and his little body was just like thrusting at my face. That's and, I, and I and I just kind of went for it. And Cameron was, and the whole crew were in hysterics. Oh, had to have been. And I, part of me as the actress, thought, don't lose it because if you do, you're going to ruin it, and yep. you'll never get it again. It oh. makes that take so cool because it, it does go on and on. It's yep. a, it's a scene of excess, it's a scene and you of just excess. can't believe what you're seeing. And, and it was so great because Pete came out after this was oh, he said that's why we 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 call this cinema gold he said you know <laughs> we we need you we need you and it was such a great feeling as an actress to feel like you held on to something that you were both in and out of the character at the same time which is a real which is something actors have to do you you can't be out of control you got to be in control while you're out of control that's wild it kind of angers me that the, uh, movies like that where the acting is that challenging uh, don't get more critical recognition yeah. don't get an Oscar nominations and, and there was a, they don't a, like comedies well, they, 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 yeah and there was the a bit Academy. of a movement from from the Farrelly brothers to try and get Bill Murray nominated for Kingpin right, which, which I amazing. he totally deserved he and, totally was and was those so movies funny. are perfect movies there's nothing wrong with them and yet they don't get best picture nominations that kind of stuff is there any probably horrors, horror movies don't get as much as they should either because that's not easy to do you know I don't know the answer I mean I you know you can say oh it's political oh it's this or that I, I honestly don't know I think you know, there's so many elements that go into uh, the, you know, the big award shows and stuff. And well, the Academy likes a certain kind of movie too. I mean, Silence of the Lambs did win the top four awards, of which course. was, you know, but but it, they don't they don't automatically look in that in that direction for for that stuff. Now, your your brother is Robert Shea. Yes, it who, is. New Light, who created, created New Line Cinema. New Line Cinema, yes. Yeah, wow. and uh, which is uh, the Lord of the Rings and yeah. all of that, which yeah. basically well, you go back and Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. I always think of Nightmare on Elm Street. The Ninja Turtles. Ninja the, Turtles, yeah. But the Nightmare on, Nightmare on Elm Street really put them, it made so my you, brother's hands warm. You were in Nightmare <laughs> on Elm Street, right? I was in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. You were a teacher. I was a teacher, and my big brother, God bless his heart, he said to Wes Craven, put my sister in your movie. <laughs> Well, you, you chose wisely. Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope I always like to think I can turn straw into gold. You know, you got to be given the straw though, or you can't make the it's gold. True. You, yeah. you work a lot, and I'm, I'm reading here in IMDb, which is sometimes you know incorrect, but it says 179 credits, and you do several projects a year. Now, the, it lists your very first credit in 1975. Hester, Hester Street. Street, and yes, and the type, the character you played was whore. Whore. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, that is a great movie. That's Carol Kane was yeah. nominated, nominated for an Academy, for Academy Award. Award. It's, 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 it's yeah. a beautiful story of, about of the a, shtetl life in New York in 1920s. It's just a, a masterpiece. Film. Stephen wow. Keats, who yeah. passed away years ago, but it's a beautiful film. And I got to tell a wonderful story. About and you that, were though. an excellent whore. I was a, okay, but listen, this is great. My parents. It was my first, like, really big, you know, a, a movie. It was I was in a movie, right? So um, my parents came to New York for the premiere, and the, the scene was cut back. I play a Polish prostitute. It was actually a, a, a very nice scene where you, the the sort of tagline is that I could make more money. If I could make twenty five cents an hour as a prostitute. Where in the sweatshop you only earn five cents, right? So I was doing it to bring my family over from Poland. Okay, so cut to the the, the end credits where it says Lin Shay Horror. <laughs> my mother literally got up, walked out of the theater, went into the restroom, and threw up. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
Oh, and my they said, God. Mom, it's a prostitute. <laughs> no, wait, we have, she said, no, it said whore. You <laughs> 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 really jarred something loose, Tiger. <laughs> so sometimes I'm not sure if it's a good thing my mother is still not living. <laughs> well, it, the, the stuff is great. And I, I every time I see you pop up in a movie, uh, you're just one of those people. I'm not just saying because you're here. It's the truth. I just, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm on board. Snakes on a plane. You were on Snakes in the, in the movie Snakes on a Plane, which was when they brought you the script to that. How did that come about? Because uh, it, was it originally titled Snakes on a Plane when you received the script? I, I'm not sure what it. I think it was, but it was actually Jeff Katz, who worked at New Line Cinema and who's a wonderful producer. It's, it's a great story because Jeff wrote my brother a letter when he was like eight years old saying, right. I'm going to be an executive in your company and cut to whatever many years later he hired me for Snakes yeah. on a Plane. He was one of the producers on it. And um, I kind of got invited into it. I knew David Ellis. Um, God rest his soul. He passed away. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people are dead. Too many people are dead, <laughs> in true. my opinion, yeah, in general. Yeah. But um, David was awesome. I did a little movie of his. It wasn't a little movie. I had a little part called Cellular. And I um, and David was an amazing guy, actually. Chris and Evans is in that, Chris isn't Chris Evans, yeah, yeah. yep. And uh, so anyway, when he, I knew Sam Jackson was going to do it. I mean, I was so excited to work with him. And he is the best. I mean, he's bigger. He is exactly what you see. He's kind. He's smart. He's prepared. He's funny. He's a leader. He's a powerhouse of emotion and joy. I, I, I had the best time. We were in Canada, and Julianne Margulies was in it. And we had a wonderful, wonderful time. I love my job. Uh, you totally have to. And you're job. in so many, what are some of my favorite cultures? movies like Critters, yep. a movie called The Hidden, which wow. I love yep. from the 80s. Yep. Uh, and it's, it's on and on. To, you're 2001 Maniacs. Yeah, with Tim's. Well, you know, Critters and um, Critters was a New Line movie. And, yes. And well, so with Snakes that I'm playing. I have been in a lot of New Line films because of Bob. Yeah. And then hopefully on my own. But uh, and Tim Sullivan, 2001 Maniacs, and then he did the the sequel to that too. Or what I was the title Granny. of that one? Uh, 2001 Maniacs. Uh, field of field Screens. Of a field of Screens. <laughs> right. Right. I love it. Those are those are cult movies to me. With like, a company like Troma, you know, where they would go out and set out to make a, a cult movie, and sometimes they would fail because they're trying so too hard. New Line generated some of the best cult movies that were just generally just fun movies and, and popcorn eating good time at the theater yeah. so uh so but uh, who's your biggest fan base now when you're out and about when you're doing wizard world what's the percentage of people coming up for the insidious stuff the horror stuff the fairly brothers stuff what, what do you get the most of i well right now of course it is insidious yeah. except i still get recognized all the time which is crazy for mrs dumars and i get frightened <laughs> when i go oh my god i must look like I must not look well today. Yes. Yeah. But um, what's, what was kind of interesting is people that know I do, that are coming for Insidious, all of a sudden they'll see, oh my God, that was you in, in Something About Mary? That They didn't even put that all together. And I have a really youthful, young fan base, which is so much fun for me. It's got to be. You know, because I'm so old. Yeah. And, but it does, I don't care. It's like, it do, it's like I'm the happiest I've ever been in my entire life, for oh, real. Oh, man. I love my job. Excellent. I'm. This has been Lee Winnell and James Wan and the Insidious franchise and Jason Blum, who had the courage to take us and, you know, make us all real. 
um, it's just been the happiest time of my life. And so I have a very young fan base. Well, you make the movies, you make the Insidious, you add that gravitas to them that really makes that really sells the horror element. I'm looking forward to this. Yeah. They sent around a promotional vehicle, by the way, about a week ago. It was in our parking lot. It was a, a the, the, ocul- the yes. Oculus Rift. glasses. Did you do it? Not yet. Oh, okay. But when we shot it, because I'm the one that leads you through, basically. Yeah. It was it was a hard it was a hard shoot because it's I so I'm dying to see how it came out. I mean yeah. it was Casey right. did it. Yeah. Casey closed his did eyes you? through most From of what it. I saw, yeah. it was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm happy to meet everybody. I love I love that you love my movies. I love that you love the Insidious franchise, and I love that you love me. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Little... I'm in love with you. Yeah. You're so damn cute. I can't stand it. Oh Excellent. God. Well, <laughs> Keep doing it. You really jarred something loose, (laughs) God bless you for saying that. All right, Lynn, enjoy your time in Philadelphia and keep doing what you're doing. You guys are awesome. What a great interview. Thank you so much. Lynn Shea, let's hear it for everybody. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Stay there. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Steven Singer's Real Expert Jewelers are available for virtual and in-store appointments. Real diamonds, real experts, real people. It's easy to go to IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. A wedding reception, as I touched on this earlier in Berks County, Pennsylvania, turned into something resembling a regional police convention when officers from 16 different forces turned up to deal with rowdy guests, including the groom who spent his wedding night in jail. From what police could piece together, the reception started to turn ugly when partygoer Mandy Grow punched another woman in the face after she complained about Grow allowing her drunk 14-year-old son to drink beer. The brawl grew, and according to a police report, by the time Northern Burke's officers turned up, some of the guests were shirtless and bloody. This This, sounds like a classy affair. This is a wedding reception. Several people were trying to be uh, a calming influence in all of this, but at that point, alcohol had taken over. It was written by a responding officer uh, who received help from the Fleetwood, Hamburg, Penn State, Berks County, Wyomissing, Burn, Spring Tilden, Redding, and Muhlenberg forces, among others. The first officers to arrive on the scene had called for all available assistance when the crowd was, quote, getting riled up and turning on them. Four officers were injured, and a total of seven people, including groom Nicholas uh, Papatuasis, had who allegedly challenged officers to a fight, were arrested. And police say uh, the very upset bride was treated for alcohol poisoning and dehydration. Listen, I think the lesson here is let the 14-year-old drink. As for the 14-year-old, he blew a .16, twice the legal limit for adults. It's just Um, insane. What the wedding venue's owner had to say was, I wish the couple luck in the future because it's not a very good start. Wasn't there another similar full-out brawl? In Jersey, I think. Remember where the the guy was up on the upper level, the balcony? No, that was in Philadelphia. Was that was a, that was at the Sheridan yeah. uh, Society. Oh, Hill. that's right. Yeah. Yep, yep, that was a fun it's one a too. Top. We do weddings right. Yeah, we do. It's like a Ch- uh, Kenny Chesney concert. Yes, a fifty-year-old fetus was found inside the body of a ninety-two-year-old woman. The discovery was made by doctors in Chile. 
Uh, the woman had fallen and needed x-rays, and little did she know, doctors would actually find something quite strange on those x-rays, and the results had nothing to do with a fractured or broken bone. Hi, I'm your baby. Uh, doctors were also surprised by the discovery. A large 4.4-pound calcified fetus Whoa, man. was outside the woman's uterus, known as a lithopedian quato, uh, sometimes called a stomach rock or a stone child, uh, is a rare occurrence affecting just a few women. It happens when the fertilized egg is implanted outside of the uterus, known as an ecto- ectopic pregnancy. Uh, they called the case extraordinarily rare. While things like this do happen and have been reported in the past, very few cases have been confirmed over the years. Doctors will not be removing the fetus, even though it takes up the woman's entire abdominal cavity. Why are they leaving it in there? Uh, she's 92 years old. The risk she is, still has so much time left. Uh, the risk is too great, and the surgery can be dangerous, especially for someone at an advanced age. The 50-year-old fetus has not been causing the woman any discomfort, which is another reason doctors don't feel the need to remove it. So, 50-year-old fetus. They're just going to leave it in there. This is by far my favorite story of the day. The Winnipeg Police Service has apologized for the racy comments of the helicopter pilots who didn't realize that their public address system was on at oh, the no. time they were speaking. The three aboard Air One were on routine patrol when they inadvertently activated the system. As a result, the police station said the flight crew's conversation was publicly broadcast. Oh, boy. And some content of the conversation was inappropriate. Parts of the course conversation, which at one point touched on oral sex... <laughs> were quickly posted on Twitter and then spread across social media. The tweet started about 10 p.m. local time and caused the hashtag whoops and the hashtag speakerphone to trend in the Winnipeg area. Here's the first tweet that came in. It says, does the Winnipeg chopper realize the entire West End can hear their conversation about BJ's right now? Oh, 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 oh my goodness. And then another one came and said, yep, heard it on the North End, too. Unbelievable. Uh, so this chick's got my pants off. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I'm going to get some action. But uh, why, why is everyone looking up? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So they, here they so come. So anyway, yeah. I'm there. And this chick is bomb. I mean, she is flat out bomb. And she starts yanking on my pants. I'm like, hold it, hold it. You're going to have your fun in a second. But then, get this, her dog comes into the room. <laughs> Oh, there seems to be a lot of accidents happening now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a, an official release, uh, the Winnipeg Police Service, the Flight Operations Unit, and the involved members sincerely apologize to all members of the public, especially those who overheard the broadcast, adding the incident is being reviewed and the outcome will be determined at a later time. My ass was killing me. One of the first... Uh, People to tweet about overhearing the remarks. Natalie uh, Felakitas said that she was enjoying a nice evening in her backyard with friends when the extra voices came from the sky. Somebody had to have recorded it. She said, we paused to listen and were shocked by what we heard. It was a hilarious and inappropriate human blooper moment. She said, I rarely tweet, but this moment seemed too bizarre not to share. And then just a host of of tweets popped up of people who heard the whole thing going on. I want to see if some uh, YouTube video or iPhone video comes in with this. And then one final story. A Lazy Glen resident has rejected a Colorado Parks and Wildlife's request to put a trap in his backyard after a bear purportedly collapsed its jaw around the man's ankle last week. 
Parks and Wildlife spokesman Mark Porras said attempts were made to place a trap on resident Peter Rizzuto's lawn Thursday, but Rizzuto wouldn't, didn't want one. He said, I'm worried it might trap the wrong bear. Uh, Rizzuto is 77, by the way. Porras uh, said that it's Rizzuto's right as property tenant to not allow placement of a trap, but Porras said that the safety concerns uh, could have a very serious conflict. Rizzuto said he was taking a nap on his deck Wednesday when an animal approached him. Rizzuto was half asleep when the bear, he initially thought it was a large dog like a German shepherd. You're, you're just dreaming. Go back to sleep. Approached him. Soon enough, he learned the sizable critter wasn't a neighborhood pet but a bear. The encounter was short-lived, and the bear didn't break any skin on Rizzuto's ankle, but it wrapped its mouth around Rizzuto's ankle. The bear clamps onto his ankle and doesn't break skin? Yeah, I guess he was just kind of not. Maybe he's got a little foot fetish. Maybe he's just kind of <laughs> nibbling a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no. no, not good. <laughs> Uh, Rizzuto said the bear didn't appear to be too large. The, the bear actually paused to put a bib on with an ankle on it. Um, <laughs> uh, he contacted Parks and Wildlife about the encounter. Porras said the uh, incident is problematic because the bear obviously is not afraid of humans. And if it is walking up to humans and doing this, it would not be a big surprise if it did it again. So what, there's a bear he doesn't want to have captured. Uh, he wants to make sure the right bear gets captured. Exactly. So he's concerned about some of the other bears in the area. Uh, it's in Colorado. It's in Colorado, so they think a little differently uh, about wildlife out there. <laughs> Just a bit. Parks and Wildlife might consider uh, placing a trap on a nearby public area if one is available. And that is what I have for you in the bizarre file at the moment. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. A few guests on the program. Uh, so make sure you stay close. We'll be right back. And Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm going to play a little bit of music uh, before we introduce our next guest because um, our friend Michael Giacchino wrote this. It's to the movie Up. And we just had him on the other day, which is cool. Good to talk to him. Uh, and in fact, he's writing a, he's going to write a song for us. Yes. Which is pretty awesome. I don't even know how that happened, but uh, it's going to happen. He just asked, can it be weird? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it can be whatever you want it to be. Thank God for really severe lapse in judgment. But this is from the movie Up, and uh, we have a couple of guys uh, in our studio, and collectively responsible for a whole lot of great cinema and movies that you love, and I'll just give you a few titles. Up was one of them. Wally, Monsters Incorporated, Toy Story 1 and 2, Cars, A Bug's Life. You're getting what I'm putting in. See, I mean, amazing Bunch movies. of stinkers there. Yeah, you know, just a couple of things here. Now. The next film that they are promoting is called Inside Out. Please welcome director Pete Docter and producer Jonas Rivera. Yeah. How are you doing? Gentlemen, welcome to Philadelphia. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, no problem. So, yeah, we're excited about uh, this next film. Obviously, you guys have a, have a pedigree, and Pixar has just become synonymous with great movie, great animated film. And it seems like he can do no wrong, so we're excited. And the advance word on Inside Out is already really, really big. You've got to be excited about that. Yeah, we had a screening over at uh, Cannes Film Festival and uh, got an f- amazing response. It was pretty amazing. It was. Are they they're receptive because we we always hear that they're a very uh, they can be a very. Um... Uh, mercurial crowd. Yeah, yeah. we were and, nervous. And, they even and, warn us, you know, that they they boo, they boo from time to time. Yeah, and, and whistle, right? Whistling yeah. is bad. 
Yeah, whistling's bad. Yeah, uh, but uh, but they received it well. They did. It was a little quiet during the screening, but then afterwards they stood and wouldn't let us leave for eight minutes. So it was a very warm response. Cool. We felt very very lucky, very proud of it. Is it's it still, still, is, is it screened in English with subtitles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's the I guess the rules house rules. Oh, that's how it always happens. With yeah, them? original language. When you're watching the movie screen and you've obviously seen it a few times, but you worked on it for what five years? Yeah, five yeah. years. So of our lives. when the initial concept comes to you, the the thing that generates the notion to make the movie in the first place to the time you're sitting there at the Cannes Film Festival. You know, do you still feel... Because I'm sure now at this point you've moved on with other stuff as well. You're working on other projects. Well, we're starting. But yeah, by the end you know every line, every cut, every, like <laughs> right. you know, horror story that went into that shot and the arguments that we had and all that, you know, so... Yeah, we're just happy that, it, that it's done at that point, yes. that we got through it. And then and then when you find that people, you know, maybe they like it, it's just really rewarding. You know, you're really proud of it. We've had people come through who are promoting movies that they're not, you can tell they're not quite sure about. Right. You know, uh, and uh, um, it's, and I always feel bad for them, you know, but you guys, I mean, as President said, can do no wrong. With with that, what do you attribute the, the track record to uh, of Pixar just, just to generating the top of the top, and not just animated, but just movies in general? What do you attribute that to? Well, we actually do wrong. It's just we don't show it to you. <laughs> we, uh, we fix it first. Cut it out. You fix yeah. it. Exactly. There's eight or nine versions of Inside Out no one will ever see. Yeah. You know, so, nice buried. Uh, speaking of Inside Out, let's get to the meat of the uh, the concept of this film. This is, uh, this is Steve, do you remember that show, Herman's Head? Absolutely. That's what I thought of immediately. One of the, the first few Fox uh, TV series that are their own sitcoms. I was uh-huh. on a Sunday night. Yeah. Right. This is a look into the uh, the human mind, and I was actually thinking over the weekend about things like uh, ego and id and, and your subconscious and all that stuff. And this movie gives these uh, personalities and these little human traits actual physical uh, beings inside of your head and what they're going through. Where and so they're they're all the characters you get to look inside their head and what these little like sadness and anger and what they actually look like and what they're telling this person that they're housed inside of. Where did the the original idea for this uh, come from for the, for the story in the, in the first place? Well, it started watching my daughter who is nine. Uh, well, she was eleven when we started this film, and uh, she went from being like a really rambunctious kind of goofy crazy kid to kind of well eleven. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So a little more cool and quiet and and. It made me kind of sad as a dad because, you know, you love goofing around with them and rolling on the floor and that's not going to happen anymore. So uh, we just started thinking, I wonder, how, how did that happen? What's going on in her head? And you'd, you'd worked with her. She she did the voice of young Ellie. I she guess, did, yeah. In, in Up. So she's is working with dad and all that stuff. And then kinda there comes like that, that point where – and I love this notion because, um, you know, we've talked about – People, t- you tell yourself stories, or we talked just a little bit earlier about conducting a fight in your head with, you know, these things that go on that you you can't. You can see physical signs on the outside, but there's nothing that allows you to get inside someone's head. This this is sort of a, at least an explanation of that. Yes, until now. Now we can see. <laughs> now we can see the well, truth of what's going on. Well, I'm I'm curious to know, and and I'll find out when I see the movie. I'm sure, but I want to ask you guys anyway. Um, do any of these emotions, or do all of these emotions show other emotions? Can joy or or can yeah. anger show joy? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we, we thought about that, too. I mean, when Pete first pitched the idea, which I thought was just such a cool 
thing of personifying them. We thought about them almost like if we do our job right, it'd be like Pixar's Seven Dwarfs or something. It's like completely yeah. gettable characters. But they can't just be one note. And one of the things, and you'll see this in the movie, is that they all have jobs. There's, and we found this in the research. There's a reason why we have all these emotions, which was interesting to me and to us. You did and, a lot of homework on yeah, this, right? Yeah. And, and they, there's a reason why you have fear and anger and disgust and why we feel these feelings. And so that gave us a foothold into the writing. Like, let's give them a job. And their job is to care for this kid that they're in, this, this little girl that the movie is about. Is really, she's really the setting. Mm-hmm. So their job is to take care of her, look after her, and so forth. So this is Riley? That, yeah, this about? is Riley. Yeah. Yeah, this is an 11-year-old girl that the, the movie sort of revolves around, and, uh, and the movie takes place inside her mind. And the the emotions are the really the main characters, but because of that they have yeah they anger cares about her so he's mad but he's also you know he it's loves her. her good yeah when uh, casting for the movie did you consider anybody but Louis Black for the voice of anger <laughs> no, <laughs> no. You, no he was even in your original pitch yeah, yeah exactly right? it, Louis and when we called him. <laughs> and, and, and said, we want you to play Anger in our movie. He goes, yeah, really brilliant casting guy. <laughs> so he, he teased us for well, casting. Was he, was he yeah. flattered and insulted at the same time? Yeah, yeah. exactly. He well, seems very proud of it. He's, Lewis is amazing. You have Amy Poehler as Joy, Bill Hader as Fear, Lewis Black as Anger, Mindy Kaling as Disgust. Not Disgusting, but just Disgusting yeah, in general. Yeah. Disgusted. Right, Disgusted. Uh, and uh, Phyllis Smith, who's great from The Office, yeah. as uh, Sadness. Yes, yeah, she's uh, really cool. And then you also deal with the idea. I love this. I, I wonder if psych classes are going to be taking this movie after a while, because you also deal with short-term memory and long-term memory. Mm-hmm. And you even take it down to the rudiments of what of, of the reaction of the brain freeze. Yeah, we we got to explore all the stuff that we all think about. We never really understand like where why did I have that weird dream and uh, yeah. why is that stupid song stuck in my head and uh-huh. all those kind of things we get to explain in the movies. So, it's fascinating. It was fun. Yeah, how much pressure do you guys have to do you put on yourselves having such a great track record to make sure that this is going to be great? Yeah, we try to make it great, but a uh, lot of pressure. I mean, yeah. we 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 are so lucky. Like we, we are guys that grew up loving animation and loving Disney movies and Warner Brothers cartoons. And somehow yeah. through luck and hard work, we get to do this for a living. And so we look at it like that's we really want to put everything we've got into it. I mean, it. as a viewer, you know? there's no doubt in my mind. Do you, you know what I mean? Like there's, as a yeah. viewer, when I'm going into the theater, I know... Uh, to uh, to expect something awesome, you, well, you know that's what I mean. Cool. That's yeah. awesome. We Thank get to you. work with amazing people, both artists and you know the the studio Pixar is run by filmmakers. Yeah. So you get people like John Lasseter who are helping us craft these things, and uh, he's making his own film at the same time. So you really have you know that guy knows what he's talking about. Well, what blows me away about Pixar is the fact that you guys knocked it out of the per- park on the first shot with Toy Story. It was the first real. You know, full-length feature film that was computer animated, and it could have been just like, oh, here's this new thing, and and uh, it's a new way of seeing animation. But no, it still is. It's like the number one, I think. Still, I mean, you look yeah. back at that so fondly, and how That's great cool. it was that you just boom knocked, and and you you haven't stopped since. Yeah, That's that was cool. twenty years ago. Yeah. That was nineteen ninety-five. It's amazing. I think we all knew that it, you know the story was what was what was important. We all kind of shared a collective brain. I mean, I remember sitting there. And uh, we were like, oh, yeah, Buzz Lightyear needs a, a, some catchphrase. And I think John said, how about, like, to infinity? And I said, and beyond. And so, you know, just kind of like oh, that's stuff great. like that comes yeah. out. And isn't he? Isn't the edict, I guess, at Pixar's reading is that make a movie you'd want to see. Yeah, that's exactly. the only yeah. real rule. You know? Just make something you'd want to see. And, and, and uh, the, the fact that you balance the human with the, the hilarity, I mean, up. You know, up ran, ran the gamut. I mean, to be bawling your eyes out in the first couple of minutes and then on to the lunacy of, 
you know, the, the, the squirrel and all that stuff. Yeah, talking about yeah, Right, right. Uh, all of that stuff is, is, is a balancing act. As, as you're directing, as you're putting together the movie, how many animators at any given time are working on it? Because you're, five years still seems not enough time to make all the intricacies of one of these movies. Well, at its peak, we have about 270 people. Working on the film. Not all of them are animators. So spe- yeah. specifically, animators are the ones who create the movement, the gestures, the expressions. We also have people doing lighting and, you know, crafting the sets and building the characters. And so it's a big group of guys and, and women, of course, right. uh, and really uh, talented, amazing people. When I think of Toy Story and Up and Wally and Monsters Inc. and, and you guys have had hands in, in all of those movies, I think of them as being um, multi generational, you know, and, and kids enjoy them just as much as adults. Um, how how deliberate do you have to be when uh, writing for an audience that is going to be both? That you're writing for kids certainly, but you want to make sure that the parents are going to watch it as well. Yeah, we write for ourselves first for first and foremost. Foremost, it can't yeah. talk. It's, well, it's just the radio, so I don't really have to be okay, articulate. Yes. Right? No problem. Um, yeah, we, we write for ourselves, and then we're aware that kids are going to see it. So we do a bunch of different levels of things, of like slapstick and uh, comedy, you know, intellectual comedy and physical comedy, and trying to really get make sure every, there's something there for everybody. Well, yeah. I've long contended that the that the if you want a, a, a school of comedy, watch the the Warner Brothers cartoons. Right, totally. There was verbal, and there they those movies were directed like live action movies. Yeah. So they were using visual cues and things that you sure. never saw before, and are still. I mean, were you guys as influenced by that as well? The, oh, totally. And Chuck Jones would say, "We, these, we didn't make these for kids. Yeah, you know? they made them for us. And they weren't. They were on the front of live action Warner Brothers movies. <laughs> right, 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 yeah. For adults, oh, so we Humphrey never. Bogart movie. It starts off. I mean, we just never have thought about animation just for kids, and that's just. It's just kind of our point of view. Is it weird that you guys are sort of like de facto parents to my child? Because th- th- those DVDs have played so many times in my living room, and, and you know, we, and, but it, they become familial experiences for me. I, I watch them with my son, and, and we watch them over and over again. And it's because of you guys. Yeah, that's, we sort of don't know if we should apologize <laughs> or thank you. Right? Yeah. Really weird. Yeah. No, that yeah. means a lot. I mean, we we. But the we films bond we grew over up it too. on, that's yeah, they're cool. important yeah. films to like. I grew up watching the Disney movies or the Spielberg sure. movies of the '80s or Star Wars, what over and over and over. And to to be able to be a part of a team that makes movies that that's important to families, that means more to us than you know. Yeah, it's really uh, if you're cool. just tuning in, we have uh, Pete Doctor and uh, Jonas Rivera who are here talking about uh, Inside Out, Pixar movie. It's going to be in theaters June 19th. Speaking of the Disney stuff, is it kind of wild to see these movies and then you go to Disney World and you see there's a Buzz oh. Lightyear ride and these things are alive. Totally. <laughs> you have no idea. I mean, the, we Pete and I, we love Disneyland. When in California, we go to, and we come out and go to Disney World. We love the parks. And oh, not yeah. 45 minutes after Pete pitched this movie, <laughs> I was like, we should... We should get this at Epcot or something yeah. like this. Has oh, to man. be a, yeah. a ride, you know? yeah, to see the actual realization. But I mean, when you're when you're creating, uh, I don't know what the marketing is. Every one of these things can be marketed out the yin yang, and, and kids want to have have this stuff. But do you do you, do you have as much hands on with the toys that come out in relation to the movie? We do. We work with Disney at almost every spoke of the wheel. You know, the, the licensing, the the publishing, the consumer products, the marketing. I mean, Disney does such great work of getting the movie out to the world and making it visible. But we, we have our say, we have our favorites, and we'll kind of art direct from the sides. But most of those groups, we just trust them, and they do great stuff. Did you ever pass on something? that, that, just, that No, we, we can't have, mm. we can't no, have this. We, we passed on the uh, 
Carl Fredrickson adult diapers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. Yeah, uh, we were right. <laughs> so can you guys um, just give me like a, a, a sort of an overview of what Pixar is like as far as, you know, the, the personnel there? Because the other big director of, of Pixar films is John Lasseter, right? Uh-huh. And so do, do you ever work with him? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. we have John. We have uh, Andrew Stanton, who did uh, Finding Nemo. He's working okay. on a sequel to that right now. Brad Bird kind of comes in and out. He did The Incredible. You know, amazing, amazing directors. And so everybody's working on their own thing. But at key moments, this is maybe every three months, I guess, Mm -hmm. we get everybody together. We watch what each other are working on. And then everyone gives comments and suggestions. Are you open to that stuff? Oh, yeah, you have to be. You have to be. Yeah, we get in front of the whole, we put the whole crew in there. And we'll even add, you know, like the security guys or the kitchen staff or whatever. And so we'll fill a room. And you're trying to simulate what it's like to go to the movies. And then you get a bunch of notes and responses. Or sometimes you don't even need notes. You can just hear what's working or not. And then you course correct. And you do this over and over and over. So is that the most fun part of it? Or horrifying. Uh, It's it's, it's like the best and worst at the same time, you know. So, Jonas, you were, uh, I think, a production manager on a movie called Cars. Yeah, yeah. Which I had no idea I was going to love as much as I did. I thought it was, and it was one of those ones, it was, I think it was the only one I've, I haven't seen in the theater, because I was like, ah, oh, talking Cars. Right. <laughs> and I was just blown away, and I love that movie. I love Lightning McQueen. Our friend Arnie Kempner actually says Oh, hi. yeah. Yeah, I know Arnie. Yeah. yeah, he's a great, he was a great partner on the film. Great, great guy. Yeah, he, so he's a, he's a guy that Preston and I, we played golf in his outing uh, last Thursday for. He wanted me to say hi Cool. Well, Artie, I mean, that's a, it's an example of the research we do. Like, he helped us with sort of the camera grammar and making sure it was authentic and so forth. And we do that on all the films, whether it's cars, learning about the world of racing or Route 66 or history. On this film, it was, you know, neurologists and scientists and anything. Whenever we start, we dig into the research to try to, you know, get that into the film. Did you guys learn some things about the uh, the human psyche that you weren't aware of before? And, and, we did. Uh, and helped uh, guide this film? Yeah, we tons did. of stuff. We're I mean, all crazy. We learned we're, we're exactly. all crazy. We're all <laughs> flat out nuts. Well, we knew well, that now, already. But. Do you now think differently that you've learned all totally. this? Totally. And, and how you uh, perceive what's going on in your mind? I okay. mean, the biggest thing I think I learned was just the jobs of emotions, right? That they, that there's a reason that you have. And that really kind of blew me away. And so it does make me think more about, oh, maybe it's, we spend a lot of time running from emotions. Like Amy Poehler, I remember when we pitched the movie to her, she says, oh my gosh, I tell my boys, don't be sad. <laughs> like a command. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. It, it, but we do it. You know, or or don't be afraid. But we are. And there was something that, about that that really, I think, helped. Talk about change. Story. We had a great story. One of the guys uh, brought his son in right. to watch a film. And uh, he said, I got to tell you, after seeing... So he'd been taking swimming lessons, afraid to dive off the diving board. Yeah. He said the day after seeing the film, he jumped in. Wow. Off the day. He said, and they said, wow, that's great. How did you do it? And he said, well, I just felt like fear had been driving. Uh, and I asked him to step aside. Uh, so that's really, cool. That's really awesome. So hopefully it's entertaining, but first and foremost, but it actually gives kids kind of a new context uh, uh, for their own heads, I guess. Yeah. I have to ask because you said the original impetus for the movie was the, 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 the change with your own daughter. Yeah. And, and, and do you feel if you had had this movie, you might have been able to approach that a little better? <laughs> I don't know. You never. I mean, I guess... Uh, it is really uh, pretty striking how much we are driven by our emotions, and yeah. we're even not even aware of it. You know, and that's the main thing I took away from this is like how much happens below the hood that you just like you make decisions, you make choices, and it's not even really driven by what you think of as you. And it's okay to own that too. A lot yeah. of people beat like you, like you say, Amy Poehler saying, "Don't have emotions." Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's what you do. It's what we do. It is. Exactly. It's also, you know, like sadness uh, in, in life is something we try to avoid. We even self-medicate to try to avoid <laughs> feeling sad. And yet that 
that has a very specific purpose as well. Yeah, I, I mean, we all struggle with emotions at one point or another, but I was wondering if you guys have considered um, how this film might impact uh, children with aut- autism and um, hmm. if you might consider a screening for them because they, they often struggle with figuring out what an emotion yeah, is in the first idea. place. Yeah, that is a good idea. I mean, anything like that that helps kids or helps anybody, I mean, we'd be totally open to that. We mentioned Michael Giacchino, who was yeah. uh, is very cool, obviously, and won an Oscar for uh, scoring up, and, mm-hmm. and as, as did you for <laughs> directing. Um, that has got to be such a critical aspect of the movie, the, the process uh, of of getting the music that works. He described what he basically just said. He he goes and does it, and, and hopefully you know, it's something that works well. Is, are you, is the relationship to the point where you can just say... Have at it, or do you do you give a couple notes? Yeah, you always want to talk. It's 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 really fun because by that time all the story work has has been nailed down. But it's also really scary, as Brad Bird said. You talk when you get into to music. I think he actually said this to Michael. You have the potential to ruin my film. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, so get so to work. Be yeah. careful. I can tell you exactly where where a movie like, for example, I'm a huge Bond fan, and when they did the movie Never Say Never Again, mm-hmm. uh, they had Michelle Legrand, who is a great composer, yeah. but he's not John Barry, right. and the music's totally wrong for Bond. And I, 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 I sit there watching the movie, like, no, that's not the kind of. Me. But but like in up in, in that first sequence in that in that in that beautiful montage that takes place. As, as brilliantly as it's directed, the music just helps glide oh, yeah. it along, and, yeah, and it's it's, awesome. the, it's the slam dunk. Yeah, and so now having worked with him before, I think we really had a great rapport with him. He the way he worked, it was awesome. So he watched the film with us. We talked a little about it. He went away, and then the next thing we know, he calls us up and says, "Hey, can you guys fly down? I want to play you something." So we sit. He says, "I just wrote this. Uh, it's like eight, not to picture. It's eight minute little suite." Just how your movie made me feel. Yeah. And he hits play, and Jonas and I look at each other, and we're like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, he totally captured this. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's in the film. I mean, that, that music is now orchestrated in the movie. He means, he's Michael's great because he approaches uh, writing a film score like a storyteller. Yeah. You know, he doesn't really sit, I don't think, sit and think about all the notes and the technical side of it. He just thinks about what does this movie this need, and that's why he's yeah. such a great partner with us. And, yeah. And then he's collaborative, so you know you can give notes, and but it's usually more about how something should feel. And he jumps. I can't wait to hear his song for you guys. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has to be could be weird, so it's going to be. Uh, you know, I, stuff, I just, I'm sure, but it should be cool. I have to casually mention that I love the Planet of the Apes score, oh, the yeah. original mm-hmm. Jerry Goldsmith Planet of the Apes score, yeah. and he, and he's on the phone with us. He goes, "I have that. I have a pot that was used in the making." And, and he yeah. goes yeah. over, he's starting dang, 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 yeah, it's yeah. So he's he, his room, his office is like a walk down. It's Hollywood history. It's yeah, like a and he knows museum in there. everything about every. He's just amazing. It's cool. <laughs> so, can you tell us some of the things that are hidden in your movies? Ooh, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. always little hidden things like, uh, well, okay. So in Toy Story, we had the Pizza Planet truck, yeah. and I don't remember how this. I think it was out of desperation that that it ended up in Toy in in, in Bugs, Bugs Life, and now it's become oh. a tradition. Yeah, that in every Pixar film you'll see that. <laughs> what about the terrible neighbor from the beginning of the first movie? Oh, Sid is he the trash man in the in the third movie? <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's right. That camera is that Sid. Yeah, yeah poor Sid. He that up. is. Yeah, that, yeah. Hey, you caught that. That's very cool. Yeah. I have to tell cool. you something that my my twelve year old. Uh, he's going to be thirteen in a couple of weeks. But he pointed out yesterday. He goes, Dad. You know, in some of those movies, they hide some stuff just for the adults. He goes, like the scene in Toy Story <laughs> two, where um, Buzz Lightyear sees Jesse and his wings pop out. <laughs> That's supposed to be an erection. Oh. 
And I was like, you got that, did you? Was it? I didn't even get that. Well, she was excited. You yeah, know? I mean, it's, it's a veiled her. little, you know, <laughs> boing. In this film, we have a, we have a line uh, where uh, they're... They hear some noises outside, and uh, one of the fear says, "What was that noise? Was that was that a bear? It sounded like a bear." And then anger says, "There's no bears in San Francisco." Uh, and then no anger then says, yeah. uh, uh, "He says I saw a really hairy guy. He looked like a bear." Yeah. <laughs> that's great. My Which, kids laugh because they think it's a bear. That's a, a bear. bear. Yeah. That's so great. Uh, by the way, uh, A Bug's Life. Have you been down to Disney World? That that experience oh. in Disney World is yeah. one of my favorites. Tough I to love be, it. Yeah. It's yeah. pretty fun. Nice. It is amazing when you get to yeah, there. It is again in monsters. Yeah, oh, yeah. So yeah, yeah we'll this tra- this tradition really started because we called it the digital backlot. We didn't have time or money to build all this new props for every movie, so we yeah. just pull things. But then uh, we got like credit, like oh, we're being clever. So we said, okay, we'll take it. Now we'll just keep <laughs> keep it the, tra- the yeah. tradition. So you'll see that. You'll see. Uh, we also have characters uh, from the next film hidden in this film. Is, we oh, so that on monsters. Well, you, you oh. think about it, it's actually, and I, I, I was reading a, a book on the production of, of what you guys do, and you talk about a digital backlot. I mean, to create these things costs money, and, and these files and everything, and if you can repurpose them, Yeah, they're like not? props. They're, they're pro- like props yeah, and sets that, and costumes. That and exist in, in, in cyberspace. Right. Hey, by the way, a few Pixar films I've gone to see, sometimes they'll have a uh, uh, an animated short at the beginning of the film, which I love. Yeah. 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 Uh, is that going to... It, mm-hmm. it, that it is. happens with these? Yeah, yeah, it is. We're really excited about it. It's a, it's a new short called Lava. It's written oh, directed okay. by our friend Jim Murphy. And it's a... I'll let you guys all see it, but it's a love letter to the to the islands, and and oh, uh, it's just yeah. really it's something like going on a vacation. And yeah, I understand, it'll make you want to go to Hawaii. Yeah, I understand probably. that Riley. It, there's a short that involves her where she goes on a first date. Is that is that coming up as well? That's later. That's later. later. Okay. Yeah. All right. You'll see that later. That's something that's coming out that we're excited about. All right. Peter, well, you worked on. Two, I'm sorry, Preston. Are you working on right Toy now. Story Four? A little bit at the beginning. Uh, uh, John Lasseter is directing that one, and they're cruising ahead. It's looking great. So. Okay. All right. Well, uh, Inside Out is going to be in theaters on uh, June 19th. I want to thank uh, uh, Pete Doctor and also uh, Jonas Rivera for being here. Good luck, guys. I'm sure you got another winner. The word is great on it. So Thank you so much. Yeah, cool Thanks for wearing that Phillies hat. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nice. Thanks for having me. We love it here. Thank you, guys. Inside Out is the name of the movie. We are going to take a break. We shall be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Monday night just got a lot louder. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts spanning a Hall of Fame career, we're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica. Rock news, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. The new and improved Metallica Mondays. 9 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Yesterday, we had a conversation with our assistant program director, Chuck D'Amico. Where is he? Is he in here? Let's get him down here, Chuck, if you're in the listening area. He I, he had just this before the break, that there are several foods that it, through his life he had never even tasted. That that not, not only does he not eat these foods, he has never tasted. And these are not, like you said earlier, Steve, escargot. This right. is not foie gras. These are not these exotic things. It's the never tasted thing that, that blew us away. Yeah. I could see I, t- I don't eat it cause, because I taste it. I don't like it. And as I've said many times, to put this in perspective, and I, I use this because I think it's effective for you to understand, 
These are foods that if you were to walk around during the day with your mouth open, <laughs> probably would end up in your mouth anyway. Yeah. So you almost have to actively avoid ever tasting a lot of these foods. Yeah, and I, I think Chuck is a little nervous about this. I mean, he's gone 43 yeah. years without ever sampling any of these items, and now... We're going to make this happen. He's looking at the, there's a long table with all sorts of fruits (laughs) on it. He's looking at it as if it's an autopsy table. And you know what? And I want to thank Jay Schneider, who is from Acme Markets. In fact, he is the head, he's the head produce dude for the entire chain of Acme, if I'm correct about that. He's the lead sales manager for Acme and Produce. I am in produce at Acme all the time. I was explaining to him that I get my watermelon and my parfaits. They're right next to each other. Every week from no mushy, no mushy. I wonder if Chuck can even um, identify what these fruits are. No, a lot right? of them, a lot of them, I can't. Really? Wait, what do you mean a lot of them? <clears throat> Point to I one can't. you don't I mean, know. Yellow and yellow. That's pineapple <laughs> and, and mango and mango. <laughs> Orange and green. Those are are those they the are, same under yeah, the thing? Cantaloupe yeah? and honeydew you melon. He doesn't is. know. Are you kidding me? Right, that's a kiwi. No idea. Yeah. No it, idea. This. Kiwis are said, awesome, man. I said that's a kiwi. It is. That is a kiwi, yes. <laughs> All right. All right, so what do we start with? Let's start with, do you want to get... Sh- well, listen, mild. listen, real quick. What? You got to go the mild first. I am, mild? I am very nervous, but only because 15 people asked me if I was nervous. Uh, yeah. You know, like, I wasn't yeah, nervous. Right, Everybody's right, like, hey, are you nervous? I'm like... Well, I guess I should be. Well, one thing we did ask uh, and floated it out there from earlier is, would you be willing to wear a, a, a blindfold? You said you, you wouldn't want to do that because that, that might make it a little bit too uh, too intrusive. Well, I can't, I can't ID this stuff when I'm looking at it. Most yeah, it's of it, true. Yeah. He doesn't even know what it looks like. He's also afraid we're going to feed him poop. Well, well no, we, no, we, no, listen. No, 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 no. That's no, a valid that. fear. We want, to get, we want to get real reaction from you. <laughs> no sane person. Would wear a blindfold and let Preston and Steve stick stuff in their mouth. <laughs> all right, that's a good point. Right now, yeah. So I've been through that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Should all right. You want to start with something mild? I think melon has a very mild flavor to it. Let's go with the. Fine. I think maybe Show me like, a melon. Like a honeydew. <laughs> like a honeydew melon is one very of the more mild, mild okay. fruits. It's not real citrusy. Wait, am I the only one eating this stuff? Yes, yeah. you are. Eventually, I mean, there's a lot Nick, of it. Nick's we're gonna, gonna eat, right? We're gonna offer this oh, up to yes. everybody because I'm um, just hungry. Jay brought in a ton of uh, of produce from Acme. So let's. Uh, what's that? All right, he's, he's saying cantaloupe. Jay's saying cantaloupe. Is this cantaloupe? Cantaloupe is outstanding. I absolutely love cantaloupe. And Preston, love you have cantaloupe. some information about cantaloupe? <laughs> I don't so have any do information. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Cantaloupe handles. Right. So here's the deal. Preston. Rather than eat that entire piece, just take, right. a, take a bite off of it. And then have a trash can ready in case you don't want it or you want to yeah. spit it out or something like that. I was going to ask you if I had to swallow. No, I think no. Yeah, you got to swallow. Yeah. All right, Chuck is now oh, eating cantaloupe. First time it? ever. Cantaloupe. Juicy. What do you think? It's good. It's good. And you've never tried it. That's pretty good. All right. All I know right. you this want to eat mine. One. Isn't one that down. good? There we go. Good. Like cantaloupe is outstanding. Now, yeah. cantaloupe That's pretty good. And honeydew are the are paired often. Because, is this, um, yeah. This is what Kathy eats it. Yeah. In, in yeah. Now I will tell you personally, I prefer cantaloupe to honeydew. Yeah. I think it's sweeter. I go back and forth. Yeah. I'll, I'll get on a cantaloupe kick, then I'll get on a honeydew kick. Which one was that? That was uh, cantaloupe. Honey, honey. That was cantaloupe. Okay. <laughs> that exotic fruit is yeah. cantaloupe. As my remember that. Say, Ope. Ope. There's say, an O and open. It's yeah. orange. Should we let him try? Let's go citrusy. Okay. All right. And then, no, no, then we'll no. come it's back around. You sure? Do we, right, do we need you? You want to keep it interesting? All right. We'll All right go ahead. He's what? the produce let's expert. Yeah, let's let's, let's, we're going to go out of the middle. Hang on. Hang on. Too many people hang on, talking. Jay. Hold yeah. on. Too many people talking. Um, get some water, please. Yeah, that's what I was going to have some. Uh, to cleanse the palate just a little bit. Yeah, um, have some. All right. You have some. All right. My hands are shaking now. It's hard to drink. Um, 
You know what, Steve? I think you're right. I think he sh- should stay in the family. Right? I think so. So go with Let's do uh, honeydew. honeydew. Right. Honeydew melon. This is similar to cantaloupe, just slightly different. Preston, Some... we've been in radio green. the longest here, so we know our produce radio <laughs> better than anyone else. It is green. All right, go ahead. He's eating the whole piece, too. All right, so honeydew. And sometimes they're riper than others. What do you think? It's a little more watermelony. Okay. Than that one. Than the cantaloupe. And yeah. do you like it? Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. Which so do you like better? That one's better. Orange. There we go. I knew orange it. Is orange is better. Orange is better. I, I like the cantaloupe better. I think I can read you now. If I were blindfolded, I would guess that that's watermelon. The watermelon. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Yeah. Are Wait. You, tell have me you like... never had watermelon? I have. No, he's oh, had yeah. watermelon. Press. Can you get uh, this? Doesn't feel like it oh, feels like watermelon. That's uh, the whole thing. It's a texture thing. Isn't that a yeah. oh, Shania Twain song? Uh, just tell me what you guys want. I'm gonna I'm gonna grab what Feels you guys like want. So we have we have the order. So I tell me what you want next. Save the pineapple. Okay, Come we'll on, save that the pineapple. is just that's lick. That's oh, okay. love. It's so good. Um, and you've Keep. never had a uh, what is that? Clementine. Cle- Clementine. All right. Season. Have you ever had oranges before? He, he's had oranges. Yeah, right? but I, you know they're okay. Do a Clementine. Clementine like is that different? Clementines are even sweeter than oranges, man. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. And I know this may not be fascinating to you, but here we are. It's never this whole thing. Yeah. Or, what? or half yeah, of it. Take, take a little segment. Take a bite of half of it. This is like lunch for me, Chuck. I know. <laughs> yeah, you should see. Cool. Kathy I'm like, actually. I'm, hoping, I'm actually hoping to find stuff I really like that is on the healthier side. Kathy eats so much of this stuff that she actually craps insulation. Mm. <laughs> All right, Chuck doesn't like Clementine. <laughs> well, okay. All right. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. It's hard to chew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And talk at the same yeah, time. Fruit. <laughs> All right, so what do you think? <laughs> it's fruit. Yeah. Cookies are easy to chew, right? <laughs> yeah, they are. What do you okay. think? That's not bad. Okay, all right. I like it better than an orange. Okay. All right. Yeah. See, we thought so. You all right, know, you want to try something completely different yes. and have a cucumber? Just stay away from the hair and fur and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, go all right, cucumber. Now, we're going we're to get to the hair and fur. <laughs> there was an actual concern uh, presented yesterday by some of our listeners and by our boss that we might discover what Chuck's food allergies are. and um, That's a good thing. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, not necessarily. Dr. Mike's still here? Yeah. Well, you know what? Before you eat that, let me just I, because for for years until I was an adult, I did not like tomatoes. I would not eat them, uh, and then I found I started to eat them later on in my life yeah. and found out that I had uh, it was mild, but a mild um, allergic reaction to tomatoes. So That's I feel right. like when Chuck was talking about this, I thought maybe that could be a possibility that he doesn't eat things or doesn't like them because and of not food even allergy. not even knowing. But yeah, there uh. may be some sort of food allergy. So right. guess we'll see if your throat starts to close. Cucumber, right. what do you think? Cucumber, he hasn't had it yet. This is very mild. the whole mild. thing or bite? I'd bite half of it. Just to, no, it's it. very mild. There's virtually like no flavor to it. I don't trust a thing you say. Just take it. Uh, yeah, no, it's extremely bite mild. It. It's great. But yeah. I could use a cucumber. I love cucumbers. All right, so Chuck is sampling the cucumber. Seeds in it. Yep, but they're edible. You don't like seeds, right? No. All right. You can get what's called an English cucumber that doesn't have any seeds in it at all. Got a funny accent. And socialized medicine. Yeah. <laughs> What do you think of the cucumber? Tastes like nothing. Yeah, you know what's right? great? A little salt on it, man. Ugh. Outstanding. We need uh, salt. You know what you do? You, yeah, you, you, you eat, put uh, yeah. a piece of cantaloupe on each side of it, and it tastes great. Is it? Yeah. Is that's the text? No, that's this. Yeah. Oh, orange. Orange cantaloupe. Cantaloupe. Right. Oh, right. orange. Is the texture bothering you on any of these? Um, th- this one. What was that? The honeydew. honeydew? Hey, um, sorry, man. Look, hey, look. It's my first day. Shoot me looks. 
Next, next up. Do you want to do one of the berries, raspberry well, or, here's or blackberry? The deal. I'm, I'm, taking, those a, I'm taking a scan of the table here. I think we need a progression. I, I believe now we go way out uh, uh, on the, the uh, you said you've had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or you've never tried one it? One bite a long time ago. All right, well, then we'll just eliminate that. But we need, we need bold new turf to, uh, to How discover. How about strawberry? He's never had a strawberry. All right, this to me is, is one of the holy grails. Now, are these in season? Because yeah, from Florida. Okay, when wow. they're in season, they are very, they're sweet and they're wonderful. Get one of the really red ones. Really red. That means they're, more juicy. What? They're this both... has green on the end. Is like that okay? a, a used feminine yeah, napkin. Um, See, this, cut... this, this scares me. Don't Hold use that one. Cut the tip off of the, the, the green. You circumcise it. Just one. get How another one. Pick a okay. different one. That's better. All right. Now, just, just take a bite. Okay. Now, those bite. are seeds, right? Are they hard? No. Those little seeds? No. Seeds? Well, they might be to you, but most... <laughs> he's ner- he's almost... nervous about the strawberry. <laughs> almost... I'm excited that I might like it, but I'm afraid to bite it. <laughs> Just stick the whole thing in your mouth. I'm excited that I might like it, but I'm afraid to bite it. It's so good. They're one of my favorite... It's my fruits. first album. Yeah. I I got it. Go ahead. All right. He's doing it. First like, time ever. He, he always like waited. He touched it. it. He touched it, it to it. his lips and said he didn't like it. Like bite it. it. I don't like the feel of it. Shut Put up and bite it. Put the whole thing in your mouth. Just do it. Just do it. Go. Go. Go, 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 go. All right. He's chewing on it. It has a little bit. Just chew it up. He doesn't like it. It's like sand. It's like sand. It's a strawberry. Oh, dude. No, because of the texture, huh? <laughs> right. No, the, the sandy bits. Quick question. The sandy, the sandy texture of it overrides whatever pleasant taste they're, it might have. They're like little crunch. They feel like bugs or something. So, so the question is, does the sandy texture override the taste of it? It, I'm, it I'm ruins it. it. Okay. Ruins. If these, are, these are odd yeah, I'm giving strawberries. It was, it was juicy and tasty, but the, when mm. you find those little... Do you like a Nestle Crunch Bar? Yeah, think of those as like crunches in the Nestle Crunch. Well, no, we, now finish. We, it. we have there is a lot of food to get through here, so let's make right, sure um, that we uh, we proceed. Yeah. All right, move what on. do you guys want to do next? Mm-mm-mm. You want to well, do mango? We have all, we have the berries. Pear? We have pear. Mango so sweet. Uh, mango is so good. And mango mango's texture, I think you'll like, Chuck. It's slippery I could like an eel. Where's try, the mango? Try try mango. Let's do okay. mango. Yeah. So that's not the same as that other yellow. Here, wait, hold on. Let me because. Usually orange is more ripe. Here, yeah, do do this piece right Happy there. And by the way, I was talking to a, a friend of mine last night. Mango Pete. About this. He had heard it. And he's just like me. Yeah. And I and we didn't know. Like he had had, had any of this stuff. Never sample. His name is Sean. So okay. Hi Sean. And hi Lou. I promise no, no, Lou no. hello. No, what? no get the piece. one you that Kathy it for me? pointed yes. out. That's gonna be a more more ripe piece. Yes. All right. <laughs> okay. If I may if I may hold one second before you put that in. The the, the <laughs> strawberries are a little a little firm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little firm. Okay. That's all right. Okay, go ahead. So what is this again? This is mango. mango. You've heard of this before, right? Uh-huh. He's like a little kid. Mango. He touches it to his lips. Before He's he... shaking. Now that is a fantastic it's a, fruit. It's like tangy. Yeah. Yeah, it's tropical. Yeah, it's not so bad because... It's citrus. No seeds or, or crunchy bits. Okay. So you're going to... You actually... The, I think so far the home run for you has been the cantaloupe because it is, it's seedless, A... Yeah. The texture's good and it's sweet. He's going to hate the kiwi, this which isn't is bad. An, an amazing fruit. This isn't bad. Now, there are lots you know of remember? seeds in cantaloupe, but you have to seed the, the, the melon first. I remember about mango is um, when Ozzy was here. Were you here, Nick? When yeah. Ozzy came in, we, all he wanted goodness. was a giant plate of mango. And, uh, <laughs> one of the sales guys came in and ate them all. Mango. <laughs> all right. He just took a second bite right. of the mango. All right. All right. I need that. All right. All right. Thumbs up for the mango. Uh, pear. Pear. Okay. Let's try pear. Take a little sip My of uh, a water, Chuck, and, and kind Cleanse of cleanse your palate. Way. Yeah, because this is much less citrusy. Yeah, I love pears. I do too, especially juicy. Give me, let me have one. I want to see. I want to let him know if it's juicy or not. And hand me one over if you don't mind as well. I can tell before be, before you take it. You want one? These aren't ripe. Oh, they aren't. Okay. No. Wait, so don't hold eat on. it. We have no, another one. one. Here. All right. Cut, want... here. This one is here. I will. Uh, I will cut your head off. 
A yeah, pear are... always look like, why not just have an apple? Oh, I agree. No, <laughs> no. Much sweeter. This, okay. you, yeah, you need, a pear needs to be right at the point of ripeness. This is not... If you let a pear go till it's almost squishy, oh my god! Yes, you, you buy it. You, you would take not it all, believe it's the succulent of juice that runs down your chin. We got one that's a little more ripe over here. So, little, so he cut a piece for him. So you need to ripen up a little bit. All right, go ahead, Chuck. Try a pear. Skin and all. First time yeah. ever. Never eaten this stuff before. Yeah, the skin is very, very thin on a pear. No, I heard it crunch. It's still not ripe enough. What do you think? I like it. You take all the, right. Uh, now what you do is if you, buy, if you buy pears, you take them home, you let them ripen a bit, and then they so a little softer. Yeah, oh, much, much softer. softer. Yeah, it's like you an can. apple. All right, it's like an apple to me. Wait till, but wait till you taste a ripe one. It's, okay. they're so All right. fantastic. All right, uh, <laughs> all right. How about we do a berry? Yeah, let's Preston, do a berry. I like pears. I know, isn't that cool? <laughs> do you want to do uh, raspberries because they have what uh, Chuck says is fur on them? He won't like them, but let's have him try it. And they're loaded with seeds too. Oh man! Oh no way! <laughs> You can see little pubic hairs on them, right? I would think they're bad. Oh, and then there's a whole bunch of crunchy bits inside. Yeah, right, somebody else eat one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Can you hear me crunch them? Mm-mm. And little bits of stro- or raspberry often end up uh, stuck in your teeth, Chuck. You, you're not going to look dirty or no, something. No, they're they're it's actually good. Try just a, a tiny one. Yeah, I just ate one. Yeah, tiny little bit of one. Just like a small. By bag. the way, no, take put the whole thing in your mouth. Really? By the way, by <laughs> the way, raspberries <laughs> with chocolate. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, listen. I'm earning my pay here. Yeah, okay. you are. I mean, come on. All right. I don't think you're going to like it, but go for it. One, <laughs> two, three, go. Oh. All right. It's in his mouth. That is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Are you going to spit it out? He spit it out. Raspberry the, earns the distinction of the first. Fruits what is that? Being spat out. That's terrible. All right, we have uh, blueberries. And, and taste a cherry. Is strong. All right, blueberry. Cherry. Cherries are great. You've never had a cherry. All right. <laughs> a now, cherries have a stone in them. What um, was that again? What are these? Raspberries. 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 Oh, my God. Now, blueberries do really them. well in Jersey, Chuck. So, like, in, the, in June, in New Jersey, blueberries, you can, you can buy them by the bushel full. So, you guys haven't loaded this. There's no trick. Nope. No, no, no you're nope. fine. Nothing's no. been rubbed on our balls. Acme it's all brought clean. It. Yeah. <laughs> all right, one of these? Yeah, yeah. just pop it in. Now, you know what? Eat it. A handful. Grab like, grab like three Couple. of them. Three yeah. of them? Yeah. All right. Look, well, Kathy, my hand is them, They're yeah. definitely, they're not, they don't have crunchy yeah. bits. They're right. not, uh, they're not hairy. Blueberries, everybody. From New right. Jersey. Here we go. Blueberries, Chuck. Never, ever, ever sampled before. Blueberries. I just think blueberries, blueberries. are okay. But there are they little also, seeds they, in them, right? Preston, they have a thin window of when they are absolutely in season, they are delicious. We're nice and sweet. There's crunchy bits in them, but. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're good. All, all right. right. All right. Good. Like right. blueberries. So far, the only stinker in the lot for you has been the raspberry. Yeah, I think so. And your favorite, and I would say, love... so far has been the cantaloupe. Yeah. Right. He didn't love the honeydew either. Now, be careful. You know that there's a pit in the middle of the cherry, right? What's that? <laughs> a pit? A seed. Like a, a seed. Like a, like a seed in an yeah. olive. Yeah. 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 It's like the star of the movie. So you don't bite it? What do you do with it? You kind of have to like bite you it. You got to work it out. Eat around it. Spit it out. You got to eat around it. Put the whole thing in your mouth and then you can spit it. You got to eat around it. All right, hold on. Is this the only cherry we have? No, we have one, huh? I want one. All right, so it's in my mouth, but I don't taste anything. I got to bite it. You have to bite it. Just be careful of the... All right, I feel it. I love cherries. You don't like it? It's too much work. All right, spit it out. I don't like that. All right, not good. (laughs) I can see he literally has a very pained look on his face from a cherry. That I can eat? Raspberry could not power through it. All right, what else is up on the the list there? Have you got the kiwi yet? 
No, we, kiwi we have is kiwi. We have grapefruit. We have pineapple. All right, pineapple will be the last. Okay, Let, let's hey, do, let's do three. One, do the three more. Jay, is there a chance that you can take all the skin off of one of those uh, yes, pieces of kiwi? Yeah, because I, I, I the, think I that's going to creep him out. Why are you supposed to eat the skin or not? No, no. I just. Them, them yeah, but before that, let's you've have had, them take a huge bite of grapefruit. You've had watermelon, <laughs> right, Chuck? Yes. Okay, wait, we didn't do blackberries yet. Do you want to do a blackberry while we wait for him to peel the kiwi? No, I sure. want him to do grapefruit. <clears throat> Are they some okay. sort of nut over there? What's that thing over there? That, well, I think, is that fig? I would pick, I would pick a dry. couple <laughs> of the home runs and, and, and do that, and ending with the pineapple. So, yeah. We oh, wait, we, we have kiwi have ready. Kiwi. Please give him the grapefruit, please. Do please. I, Casey wants him to have okay, the grapefruit. Okay, he's going to... I have really made many requests. I got you. We, he's going to do the blackberry. He's going to do the grapefruit. Who's going to eat one of these do... with me? I will. I will. Come on. All right, good. Blackberries are great. Can I just but hand you one? They have seeds in them. Go ahead. So is it better, worse than raspberry seed? It's, it, you're not going to like it. You're not going to like it because of the texture. Because of the seeds. Yeah. Go. Just to say you've tried one, okay? Yeah. That's why we're doing this. We're not expecting you to like everything. We don't even understand. It. Preston, you would agree. We don't even understand why we're so right, right. fascinated with this. But but it's uh, to just never have tried one. What do you think? Terrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> it was like a five-year-old kid. <laughs> but now you know. He's spitting it out. He's spitting it out. Now you know. So raspberry and blackberry he mm-hmm. hates. All right. Casey wants you to try Grapefruit. Here's I, the thing, though. I think he should do the, the kiwi first because the grapefruit do, is so flavorful and citrusy. Mm, it doesn't gonna, matter. No? If, if, okay. he, if he cleanses the palate. All right, go ahead. Casey's been biting it. Isn't bit. grapefruit like dangerous? No. If, dangerous. It, if it has a hand grenade oh, attached to like it. There's like medical no, commercials no. that tell you if, no. if you're eating grapefruit and you can't take no, it. No, if, you, if How you're do you eat that? Yeah. I, you can eat it like an orange. It's an appetite suppressant. <coughs> Excuse me. I was eating lots of them before the prostate cancer. So. Right, right before. <laughs> You're terrible. Do we have any grapes? We don't have any grapes. Uh, so we, do, so we, have, we do. We have. Have you ever Casey, had grapes? You, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had a green grapes. All right, just take a nice, just take a bite. big bite. Go for it. Grapefruit. Chuck's never ever tried these things before. Yeah, I don't no, like grapefruit. Yeah, yeah, remove that white part. Yeah, yeah. That's the. Just bite it. You should give him that. Yeah. He's good. He's fine. Go ahead, okay. bite it. All right. Because that's part of rind. All right, go Cheers. for it. Cheers. 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 Both of them sucking on a grapefruit. <laughs> Chuck's waiting for Casey to do it first. <laughs> go ahead, Chuck. I don't care for grapefruit unless it's got sugar on it. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Chuck doesn't like that at all. I knew it. Like, it looked like a kid that it, had, that it had lemon in his mouth I don't, for the I've first time. I've never liked grapefruit, no. and I agree with you, Preston. It it's only good it's if you have bitter. sugar on it. Oh, that's terrible. Isn't, it, isn't that nasty? <laughs> and people eat them like crazy. I know. All right. I hate you. What's up next? You're going to need to wash your mouth out. Yeah, that's there's, terrible. Oh, have some God. cantaloupe. You take, like that. Take some water right there. <laughs> have a bite of cantaloupe. That actually would be a good cleanser. Yeah, it is. Eric sits in his office and eats a whole one of them things. That's Great, why he sits grapefruit. in his office. Yeah. Ugh, that's terrible. <laughs> All right. Are you good? Dude, seriously, have a little bite of cantaloupe. That'll clear things out. That's mm. orange, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the orange-colored melon right there. Oh, cantaloupe. I love cantaloupe. Mm. All right, so we're going to do the kiwi next, and then we're going to do uh, red grapes. All right, kiwi, and then pineapple. red grapes, and pineapple. The, 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 the final, the finale. Hmm? Who, <laughs> mm-hmm. this thing? Yes, yeah. that's kiwi. Right, 43 years old, and he's never, ever tried this stuff, ever. Listen, never like these? Point. What is it? Kiwi. Has like, love That's like kiwi. 10 times the number of uh, crunchy dudes in there. Yeah, but it, it tastes so good that you get past that. Take the piece <clears throat> with no skin. Yeah, there you go. This guy? Yep. Yeah. Try that out. Man, that's... To me, they're like a big, juicy grape. 
Can't even you know what? I've, I've, sometimes I have them, and if they're in season, like, a kiwi's always in season? or yeah, It's 52 weeks. You get, them from, you get them from California, Chile, Peru. So you rotate around where you're getting okay. them. So it's yeah. always right. in season yep. somewhere. Okay, man. Right. Kiwi, here we go. Here it is. Pop it in. It's very should be very tender. Right? Mm-hmm. Like a love song. All right. It's the bits in it, man. <laughs> so you have a thing with the bits. The taste is okay. Okay. Strong. Very strong. Yeah. All right. But those little crunchies, you don't like... You actually... Uh, it's like, you know, Jimmy's you like, on ice cream or something. Will you, will you eat something with poppy seeds on it? Yeah, everything bagel. Or sesame seeds and stuff like sesame that? Sesame seeds I like, yeah. Think of it like that. You know? I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> these seeds don't really have any flavor. They're just... We, Part I, of the texture. I could, I could think it's filet mignon, but it's still bitty and crunchy. And well, let me ask. Let me like ask an everything this. bagel. Would you eat popped yeah. white white heads off someone's <laughs> <Everything>. scrotum? <laughs> no, that's uh, Marissa bit. Oh. All right, grapes and then pineapple. Hold on, red hold on. grapes. He's had green grapes. Okay, they are very flavorful. Uh, the strawberry and the kiwi. It's just getting past the little crunchy fellas. I'll tell you what in my own life, my own story, which is uh, very uh, heartwarming, is I've vacillated between red and green grapes as to which one I like better. Yeah. I am now in a red grape stage in my life. Aren't there like darker ones, like purple ones? Sure. Yeah. Is that, I think you can eventually, Chuck, I think you can eventually get past the whole crunchy bit. Crunchy thing. bits? Yeah. The end is purple. Grapes now? Grape, yep. yep. Okay. Grape. Red grape. Seedless? Mm-hmm. Should be. Mm. Good. Yeah, yeah, right? Good. Thumbs up. Yeah. Bonus. Another Thumbs up. All right. He's having, he's another. having another one. How about that? That's going to be your latest snack food. Accepting right. red grapes. Uh, and then Chuck has never had pineapple. Now, this to me, pineapple. That's dried figs, not nuts. <laughs> you, yeah. you don't want to do it? He wants to do it. All right, here, right? Yeah. After the figs, then yeah. the yeah. pineapple. Yeah. The produce fellow was waving me off. Well, it's, yeah. Don't tell him that. Okay. Go ahead, taste it. Go ahead. I have a pineapple. I want to yeah. see if it's right uh-huh. The pineapples that I used to have all the time, Chuck, were from a can when I was growing up, and I hated them. Once I had fresh pineapple, the world opened up to me. Yeah. Oh, wait, we, we have edamame, too. Well, we, all, we only have uh, so many hours in the show. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I, say. I know. I'm sorry. This is probably terribly boring. No, no. I mean, listen, even if it is, like if I can't get it, we want to see it. That's dry. Is it dry? You like these? I love Nick, figs, Nick, yeah, Nick. and I grow figs at home. You eat the whole thing? Do you know who has that every oh, morning for breakfast? Nasty, Chuck, do you know who Dude. has that every morning for breakfast? Who? James Bond. You're not going to try it? <laughs> all right. Have some pineapple. we got to move this along. Sorry. This is the sweetest fruit that you could possibly try. All right. It is so good. Love pineapple. First time ever trying it. Very juicy. It's running down as... What do you think of that, Chuck? Beard. Come on, man. That's good. Real good. Yeah, isn't that real good? Yeah, Yeah, it's okay. You've been letting these things get by you in life. All right. Never, ever had pineapple before. Fantastic. And he likes it. And like never it have the canned, you, you always have to have fresh, because the can, they put a syrup in it that just Fs it up. Natural, fresh pineapple is glorious. Mm-hmm. All right. Really good. It changed so, my life. In summation, cantaloupe, yep. pineapple, uh, mango. grapes, mango, you liked. Cucumber was good. Cucumber was good. These are things he's never, ever, ever had before. Right, and I was right the whole time about the bits and the hair. Bits yeah. and hair, yeah. F you That's up. his thing. That's yeah. what the texture and he doesn't these guys. like. These were good. Clementines. Uh, Clementines. So he doesn't like berries, uh, and that's pretty much it. Berry and kiwi. And kiwi. USA. 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 And as your reward, here's a Snickers bar. Oh wow! And he's never had a Snickers. That's right. You're gonna have a bite of that. 
What's in a Snickers? It's, uh, it's caramel, oh, nougat, <laughs> chocolate, and peanuts. My favorite candy bar by far. Let's take a big mm-hmm. bite of that. Milky Way with nothing, right? Yeah, uh, pretty, yeah basically. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Hard to chew. Hard to chew? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think, though, just on a preliminary? It, it's, it's not offensive. But, okay. You know, but I'll, I'll eat a Milky Way. That's instead. a rave, yeah. It's not chocolate icing. Well, and, he, right. and he thought pears were good, too, right? Yes, he thought pear was very similar to an apple. Once it's really allowed time to uh, yeah. ripen, you'll uh, it's a whole other experience. All right. I'm not a Snickers guy. I'm glad we got this out of the way. Now, listen, it's uh, I, not necessarily we wanted you to like all these things. We just wanted you to try all these things. Can know? I try the peanut butter and jelly sandwich? I've we do have peanut one. butter and jelly sandwiches over there. <laughs> I'll, I'll share it with you, Steve. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anyway, we'll have you try some edamame and stuff off okay. air. But Chuck, oh, way, to, way to be adventurous. He's yeah! 43 years old. <laughs> Never had basic foods that all of us, almost all of us. Do you ever eat bananas? Love bananas. Okay. Yeah. Had right. one today already. All right, good. All right, well, thank you for indulging us, ladies and gents. We just had to do this with uh, with Chuck. And, and I think uh, not unlike Steve's... Early detection of cancer. Yeah. You should try the foods you've never had before. All right? Exactly. I think it's all this wonderful right. little bit of love here. Straight right. life, right? Yep, exactly. Awesome. All right. Chuck D'Amico, Assistant Program Director, WMMR. We are going to take a quick break. We will come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Had a lot of uh, animal stories this week, and that does continue. Uh, For Josh Hom, uh, Memorial Day began with all the magic of a Disney movie featuring a new animal friend and an unexpected adventure. Uh, But it ended a little bit differently thanks to some Montana Park Rangers. Hom decided to spend the holiday at the West Boulder Campground in the uh, Gallatin National Forest near Yellowstone. He was walking around the woodland area and suddenly he saw something moving toward him. It was a baby moose or a calf barely old enough to walk. Now, like any Montanan... (laughs) Now, like any... It's a baby moose. I don't know. I'm trying my best. Like any Montanan. It's a baby moose. Hom knew that the calf's mother couldn't be far away, but instead of finding a moose cow charging at him in a maternal rage, he discovered her dead body on the ground next to that of a stillborn calf. So the killed it. So the mother died. Uh, No, it didn't kill it. The mother died. Uh, The surviving moose baby was on his own. Oh, my God. At least until Hom arrived. When it saw the human... The moose calf came running, and it bleated and cried in despair over its dead mother. I mean, you know, if, if uh, we obviously the, the a moose can and kill someone very easily, oh, big but, time. yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it was—it's really small. It's—it's it's, it's a baby. So when the curly-haired, wobbly-kneed calf tried to nuzzle with Hom, he let it happen. Hom even hugged the little guy, and he took a selfie of him. Your uh, nurse on this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, the, he finds the one pervert walking around Yellowstone. I'm lonely, damn it. <laughs> but anyhow, he hugged the little guy, took a selfie of him, uh, showing a man Aww. and beast framed against a sunny backdrop. It was a precious moment of interspecies sympathy. But things turned a little tragic in no time. It started. Oh, man, I love this part. It started with Hom's... Keep it this part. Good intentions. He knew the calf didn't have much of a chance on its own, so he called... 
No, he gets oh, better. Man. So he called the Montana Fish and Wildlife Park Service. Uh, he said, clearly I'm not going to leave the little little guy there. Hom, no. Hom didn't know it, but the calf would have a better chance being left alone. That's because Montana's FWP doesn't save moose calves. It blows them up. Why does it blow them up? As soon as Hom headed for home... Uh, you got to F- friggin' be kidding me! FWP agents shot the last moose standing. Then the U.S. Forest Service officials put the carcass alongside its mother and twin and blew them all sky high. What? <laughs> they detonated them. Uh, this dynamite. makes no effing sense. Why would you take this uh, animal, beautiful animal, and blow it up? Uh, the Hom said... It's just unbelievable to me that that's how things are handled. It sounds just incredibly wrong. But a spokesperson, Andrea Jones, said that snuffing out the sweet little animal standard operating procedure in Montana. And found a falcon with its wing broken and blow it up. Uh, she said we... Guinea pig, blow it up. We did... <laughs> somebody lost their cat. <laughs> I don't like the way that sparrow looks. A daddy long legs. <laughs> that cell looks a little precancerous. <laughs> I mean, it solves a problem. <laughs> so it seems an extreme way to solve a, an issue. And now, while the Montana FWP does Hot dog. <laughs> does occasionally rehabilitate bears or birds of prey. It won't take in a moose, elk, or deer for fear of infection. They apparently carry, uh, can carry chronic wasting disease, which can be very devastating to populations, and it's also very dangerous to humans. So like a flesh-eating disease? Yeah. I, do, I don't really know. but they, Or you just get wasted. Uh, I guess, maybe you just get hammered. Oh, yeah. But it's an elk, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. But I guess they they need to they need to blow it up because because uh, it's real good because it looked cool. Uh, I don't know, but uh, but they had to kill the animal. You ever be- blow it up a prairie dog? Be- <laughs> I, I I guess to incinerate it to in- to yeah maybe do it that so. way yeah you think they could just burn it? But I guess dynamite's more fun when you're out in Montana. Yeah, I don't really know. I got dynamite. All right. A Florida man was arrested on charges of disturbing the peace after he was caught dancing atop a sheriff's deputy's cruiser. This was here, right? Uh, no, it's in Florida. Oh, in Florida. And uh, the video is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, he's just shaking his stuff on top of this car, and he's up there for a while. Uh, the incident was caught on video, which was released Wednesday. Deputy said Christian Radecki danced on the roof of the SUV for more than six minutes before sliding down the windshield <laughs> and then ripping off the wipers. Uh, he was later arrested, and when asked why he danced on the cruiser, he said he had been threatened by vampires. Oh! And that's why he was doing it. I might have done the same thing. Yeah. All right, we have time for one more? One more. One more, and that's it. Uh, let's see. We want to end with a pretty good one. I want to make sure we don't have any more exploding animals or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, Gandalf the White and Professor Albus Dumbledore are having a wedding, and you're invited. And the two fictional characters were wed this Sunday, June 7th, at the Equality House in Topeka, Kansas. It is the building painted in colors of the gay pride flag, and it sits right across the street from the Westboro Baptist Compound. Wow, that must have been a hot time. Uh, and it is, well, it's coming up this weekend. It is sponsored by nonprofit Planting Peace. 
A potential marriage between Gandalf and Dumbledore started as a viral news story when Harry Potter author J.K. Rowling tweeted a, a meme proposing what if Dumbledore and Gandalf were gay together. When Ireland passed the country's marriage equality referendum, uh, Westboro then tweeted at the author threatening to picket a fictional wedding ceremony, and Rowling had the perfect response. Uh, the series of interactions inspired plan, uh, uh, planting peace founder Aaron Jackson to make the wedding a reality in order to raise money to counter the hateful messages of the Westboro Baptist Church. Uh, they will hire actors to play the parts of Gandalf and Dumbledore at what Jackson describes as a traditional wedding ceremony. Uh, in the past, uh, the house has played host to uh, Child's Lemonade Stand for Peace, a gay wedding, and a drag show, all essentially on the anti-gay church's front lawn. Why so, couldn't they get the the real Gandalf and Dumbledore? They're doing that this weekend. So uh, that is what I have for you in the bizarre file. We'll take another break. We'll come back in a second. So make sure you stay where you are. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Hey, it's Marcus. Cancer won't stop and neither will we. Join myself and Team WMMR on Sunday, August 9th for the 48th annual ACS Bikeathon. This year we're going virtual. The pedal power to finish the ride against cancer may look different, but the mission remains the same. Each Team WMMR rider gets a free team t-shirt, registration and complete details at WMMR. And check out our custom Team WMMR apparel providers, Volet and Go Cycling. Team WMMR and the ACS Bikeathon, virtually unstoppable. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Diddy is now being an upgraded charge after assaulting his son's UCLA football coach. Diddy says it's a pity that attorneys for the city are ignoring the real nitty gritty. <laughs> the second you said pity, I knew what you were going for. Yeah. I had to. I love it. Britney Spears and her record producer, Charlie Ebersole, have split up. They were having a relationship. They've been together for almost a year. Spears says the split was amicable, amicable and insists that she's going to take a little more downtime before she shaves her head and starts trying to eat an umbrella. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw an article, the most offensive smelling foods to eat in the office. You can smell it. Uh, and, you know, because a lot of offices have either, you know, shared break areas and there's a microwave oven or something like that. Or you uh, you eat al desco, as they say. Right. At or your have desk. a lunch at your yeah. desk. Yeah. Uh, this exact situation occurred. I walked through the kitchen and there was something cooking in that microwave that was kicking up an awful stink. And you couldn't quite identify it? I couldn't it? quite identify it. And okay. I just, thank God I was on the way out leaving. Yeah. But it was it was bad. I mean, the fir- the first thing that comes to my mind, and it's not an unpleasant odor. However, I'm sure people don't like the smell of popcorn, right? Well, that's this first one on this list. It's is not it really? top of the list. At the bottom of the list, it's popcorn. I think popcorn smells awesome. Smells when people great. cook it microwave, in the microwave. Popcorn though can drive people nuts. But yeah. here's the deal: so the, if, uh, you, the, the if chemical you go smell. like ten seconds too long on it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you burn you a little it. bit of it, that sting can be pretty nasty. Uh, or that stink, not sting. I'm going to say I, I have two things. Any type of um, seafood and then like a uh, tuna sandwich or okay. something like that. Well, that's, that's both seafood, seafood well. yeah. yeah. Well, seafood really. or tuna. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not really. It comes from the sea. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't it like fake? It's not like a, like people don't, people who love seafood don't really necessarily like tuna, right? 
because it's not. It's not. I thought it wasn't real. <laughs> and the hole gets deeper. Oh uh-huh. my god! <laughs> I thought it wasn't. I thought it was like. like what you think it was? Like made processed. Junk. It's, it's <laughs> well. It's you should write for Sunkiss. Well, like, all right. It's so I fish. guess it's, I guess it's real, but it's, it's just meat from a fish. It's just not fresh. Is that it? It's canned, as opposed to. So it's yucky. <laughs> no, it's, I'll tell. I know where you're as going. As opposed to like it's, fresh it's a, grilled tuna. Right. Yeah, right. it's going to be different. It's, but it's, it's very still, common. It's but it still, does come from the sea. It's, it's still, still tuna. Seafood. Yeah, it's okay. people fish. who don't like seafood. It, it, to, to your point. People don't like seafood. Some people still like tuna, so right. it, it's acceptable. But this is okay. like that Jessica. Um, yeah, chicken of the sea. Chicken of the sea. Yeah, <laughs> Jessica Simpson. Yeah, it's chicken, isn't it? Yeah. No. All right. Why do they call it chicken of the sea? All right. Anyhow, sorry. Would you get I'm for hanging out with so billionaires? It's real. Yeah. Well, so yes. it's real tuna. Fish of any kind ranks pretty high. It's got it. As far as an odor that Oop. is uh, considered defensive in the office, if you're if you're heating something up. Uh, so, all right. So here are some of the things on the list that can be offensive around the the office place. Popcorn is on the list. Fast food. That's a little too general. I, I relax. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you come in with like you know. Five Guys or something like that, that smells pretty damn good. I think the only issue is that it makes you hungry for Five Guys. I mean, mm-hmm. that you know, that's uh, I don't find that offensive. Reheated Chinese food. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. It's a strong scent, though. If okay. you don't like Chinese food, that's going to bother you. It's fake food, though. Raw. <laughs> Shut yeah. up. Yeah, that's not real. also it's not pretty, real. It's pretty generalized. I mean, there's tons it of is. different kinds of Chinese food. Like yeah, I might, but it all know, smells the same. General So's chicken smells pretty delightful, I think. So, so. I think so, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, raw onions is a bit of a culprit. Well, that is, that's something that can honestly, you know, have people tearing up. Mm-hmm. Who eats raw onions for lunch at their know. desk? That's, that yeah. yeah, right? Remember the time the, the Vidalia onion people dropped off Vidalia onions when yes. we were Y100 and they were trying to sell them as a snack? You something to eat You gotta be oh, out of your friggin' mind. What's a Vidalia? It's supposed to be a sweeter onion and when you cook them, they can be and, yes. and they are bigger and fuller but uh, they were trying to sell them like as, as a carrot, a baby carrot that you would dip in a dip yeah. and then chew on and I got heartburn for about four days as a result yeah. from eating those. Uh, let's see. Hard-boiled eggs. Really? Mm. Yeah, they smell really? like farts. They smell like Casey's they do, ass. Yeah. They can. I mean, I don't get. It. I kind of like the smell of hard-boiled eggs. We used you know to what call... though? That that scent I don't think lingers though. Right? Like once the egg is gone, that's it. On the return Whereas trip, you, it does. If you, well, yeah, maybe. If you heat something up, like that's going to stay in the office. Yeah, but you don't heat up hard-boiled eggs. No, I know that's what I'm yeah, saying. The yeah. smell goes away. Yeah, but I mean, just uh, hard-boiled eggs in general. We used to call it nasty farts. We used to call them eggers. Yeah. Or somebody shoved egg salad in your butt. <laughs> yeah. Maggie uh, Smith says that too. <laughs> so. Uh, let me see here. Somebody uh, plopped an egg on. What is what is uh, kimchi? Uh, I know it's one food, of the rulers. Right? Yeah, K I M C H I. Can you look that up, please? Isn't it Korean food? Kimchi. I don't know. I'm asking you. You're the one with the computer. <laughs> yeah, man. and the happy life. It's Korean food. Yeah, it's Korean food. Uh, traditional fermented Korean main dish made of vegetables with a variety of seasonings. It's often described as spicy and sour. Oh. In traditional preparation, kimchi is also is often allowed to ferment underground in jars for months. Sounds delish. And there are hundreds of varieties of kimchi made from napa cabbage, radish, scallion, or cucumber as the main ingredients. Uh, let me go to Roy here real quick. Hey, uh, Roy, how you doing? Um, hey, buddy. Are all those teeth real? <laughs> those teeth real? Oh, Zach Ronaldo. <laughs> 
Um, oh. Yeah, chillings again. Um, I grew up as a, with a white family, but my stepdad is black, and okay. my mom will cook that every so often. I will have to leave the house because it just makes me want to vomit, and it'll take over the whole entire house. Oh, you know what? What was similar when they were doing? We had the guys going Thanks, for Rick. the haggis. Mm-hmm. Oh, the that was here. gross. That, the stink that stuff put out. But I, I, I'm going to hazard a guess that most people around Philadelphia aren't sitting down to a big tub of haggis for lunch. No, no. You know what I find also, Preston, besides just the smell, there are a lot of people complain about the sound of people eating the various foods. Seriously? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've yes. talked about that. Yeah, we've talked about that. <laughs> uh, besides Nick, yeah. There's a, uh, there's a condition that people have where they just can't stand hearing people chew. Called yeah. loud slobatosis. I thought it was called being a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, chompers. <laughs> uh, had, by the way, he had Cheerios this morning. Uh, really? You might as well to. just give him a bag of glass to eat. <laughs> I'll eat him out of the box next time. <laughs> you know what I hate hearing people eat? <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had a banana, Yes, too. Kathy. Yes, you know it, right? I walk away from Kathy when I eat. <laughs> I had a banana and Cheerios. <laughs> Kathy just slams it in one it. shot. You, just... you ate it right there. You didn't walk away. Well, to I the watched corner. You... <laughs> <laughs> I watched you eat cereal out of a corner. It's a foot away from where you uh-huh. are. And yeah. did you take one of my cups to eat your cereal? No, I brought it from home. Oh, okay. His home cup. Yeah. I had Not to, one of well, my cups. No, no, no. I wouldn't touch your cups. We have people, a couple of people texting in saying that uh, sauerkraut is tough to be around the smell of. Oh, yeah. I don't like that office. either. You know, it's, I guess I run contrary to a lot of this stuff because I like the sauerkraut smells okay. Oh, I, I hate too. sauerkraut. Do you really? really? Yeah, I can't stand it. I don't you like it. Turn it in and turn it out. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what is that from? Turn it turn in into sauerkraut. Turn it in sauerkraut. Turn it in, turn it out. Turn it in the sauerkraut. If you don't, I was a third right change. Oh, my God. <laughs> turn I, it in, turn it out, turn it into sauerkraut. I uh, I would disagree with sauerkraut. I uh, you know, like it makes me that. It makes me long for a, a good hot dog. It is yeah. a strong oh, smell, though. Baseball game. But listen, here, on, next to the top of this list on most offensive smelling foods that you can eat in the office is hot dogs. What? Come hmm. the F on. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, people. Hot dogs Racists. make me salivate when yeah. I smell them. Let me let me go to Brian here. Wants to comment on uh, kimchi. Hey Brian, how you doing? Hey guys, how you doing? Good morning. Good, Good morning. What's up? Hey. Man? Uh, I was stationed in Korea for a year when I was in the Air Force, and kimchi doesn't always bad when they're eating it. Okay, or you're eating it. Um, it also, after it gets in your system, it will stay inside your system, and when you start sweating and you're working out, it comes out of your pores. Oh, it's oh, like garlic. garlic, so you smell right, even worse when you're sweating. Smell like it all the time. You wow. just, it's a constant smell. You smell around you all the time. Kimchi. Oh. I've never had it. I don't know if I want to have it. Garlic oh, is supposed to. Garlic, you'll, you'll sweat garlic. Yeah. Yeah. And you, and you can, thank you, you, can you, by the way. Smell it. Uh, so, so you can smell garlic when. Uh, after, you can smell it. After sweating, I didn't know that. Yeah, especially if you have... I ate some... I forget where we were having this, but I had an Italian dish, and they were basically leaving... It was huge chunks of garlic before I realized I was eating cut up in the in the thing, un, you know, mashed or however they prepare it or... Uh, and and uh, straight up raw garlic, like yeah. And so for the next couple of days, I was sweating garlic. Wow. Whenever I'd work out, it would be like reliving the meal all over again. Well, all right. Well, anyhow, the number one uh, on this list, in particular, uh, most offensive smelling food to eat in the office is reheated fish. Yeah, that's got to yeah. be in in the microwave oven in the office uh, microwave oven because it stinks up the oven, and then your food can smell like and that everything too. that's cooked in it afterwards will have sort of a yeah. uh, a fishy taste. You're right. Preston, how often do you clean your microwave at home? Uh, three times I, a day. I don't know. Every now and then. Every now, does it have to get really bad for you to clean it? 
Um, no, I mean, if I notice it, like like some sauces splattered in there or something like you that, I'll clean it. Right away. Okay. Yeah, why? You don't have to clean it. What you do is just leave it on high and leave it running for about three or four days. <laughs> no, that's, now, we cleaned our, our main oven the other day as well. Did you really? Yeah, okay. why? What's, well, is there, I, is there I, something going on at the house? No, no. Oh. I just, our, our uh, microwave was filthy. Um, it was probably about a week ago, a little, and I was like, "How does it get like?" So let me get this straight. Within yeah. the course of just a couple of weeks, you lose your favorite hot dog stand, and your microwave <laughs> is dirty. I don't know how I'm dealing, but you know, I'm getting by, Steve. Yeah, you, you know, know. Now that you asked, wait, you were Not wondering how it got dirty, I, how it how it gets so dirty. And you used to have the love of God until you ate meat on Friday. Yeah. No, I still love God. Okay. Usually, yeah. if something has uh, sauce in it or something along those lines, when you put it in the microwave, if you don't cover it up, it will hit. It will splatter. Yeah. And uh, and that's how it gets. Dry. When I microwave gerbils, I put them in a container. <laughs> sure. a good idea. Yeah, because yeah. they explode. Absolutely. But Kathy has like you. You really have OCD when it comes to microwave cleanliness. Cleanliness, don't you? Cleanliness. I, <laughs> I mean, I wipe it down like I would wipe the counter down. If there's something on it, mm-hmm. I clean it. How often? Well, it gets every time the cleaning ladies come, they clean it. And they do. Yeah. And yet she urinates in the umbrella hole. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's the dichotomy of Kathy. It is. She'll okay. take a quick whiz in the foyer. So anyhow, these are stinky foods around the office, so keep that in mind. It's a big issue. Yep, if you're eating around the office, just to to give you a heads up on that. Uh, I saw this other story. For the first time in two decades, Florida officials have scheduled a bear hunting season. First time in 20 years they're actually calling out for a hunting season for bears. Do you know why uh, this uh, does not shock me? You've had a number of bizarre file stories Mm -hmm. involving, I believe it's black bear. Yeah, that's exactly it. There, It's a response to a rise in bear attacks, and it has some environmentalists upset. Experts say that there's plenty of room for we'll get humans, over it. Uh, plenty of room for humans and bears to coexist, but the smell of food. So here we go kimchi. back to this subject. Yeah. Kimchi. We're bears. We love our kimchi. Uh, they, uh, the smell of food is pulling the animals out of the woods and into neighborhoods. Uh, Franklin County, in particular, in the Panhandle, is uh, where it's been happening a lot. Mm, there's a great uh, hot dog stand in Delco. A few months ago... A bear attacked a teenager there while she walked her dog near a convenience store. And those, and obviously, you know, we tend to think, oh, well, they're, they're not as formidable, but uh, they can get huge. Black bears, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, there's garbage strewn throughout the woods and across the road at a recycling center for appliances, and that is part of the problem. Uh, bears can't help but drag tasty things back into the woods with them. So they wander mm-hmm. out, they smell it. This looks good. And uh, that's where they go after it. Uh, bears are making a comeback in the panhandle. We're back, baby. Where it's uh, mostly forest and in the rest of Florida. Uh, the 2000, In 2002, when the Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission did its last population count, there were about 3,000 bears. Well, the problem is that we as a species don't really ever fill out the census. Ah. Uh, we're too busy. Uh, now they're counting again. And uh, to reduce human-bear conflicts... Uh, the Florida Wildlife Commission wants new feeding rules and more bear-proof trash cans, and hunting is part of that plan. Hmm. So uh, was there a time at which there was a uh, a large, so about 20 years ago, there was a large bear population in Florida? Yes, so. Yeah, that's the last time they had a, uh, a hunting uh, season for bear. You can hunt in Jersey, right, for bear? I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's a hunting season. And um, I have some friends who are hunters in the middle part of the state uh, here in Pennsylvania, and they have hunted bear and uh, have killed bear. But the when they go out by themselves, the most challenging part is once you've killed the bear, getting the bear out of the woods. Sure, yeah. yeah. Because they weigh so much. Yeah, exactly. I That's where you get one of those bear caddies that they sell at Costco. Right. Smart. I mean, even if you were hunting with somebody, it would be a pain in the ass to... Yeah, you, know, you, need, you need a few people. Yeah. My, my fear is that uh, the roles will get reversed at some point and mm-hmm. you'll become the hunted. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, the state hunt isn't finalized and won't be until the fall. Uh, but environmentalists are still upset, and they said that that's uh, not the right way to go. I mean, about it kind of sucks. The, the problem is because yeah. people are moving into bear territory, and bears are trying yeah, to make tell it me about it. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But I mean, what can you do? I mean, well, they should at least true. invite them to the town hall meetings and, and can let I them speak. Let them have a voice. You know, I, I live near Valley Forge National Park, and over the last ten years, they've had a, a concerted effort to uh, thin the deer population in that part of the park, and it's worked. And they've taken the deer meat and they've uh, given it to shelters and, and food yeah. pantries. And there are fewer accidents with deer near Valley Forge Park now. It's it's a crappy way to have to thin a population, but you got to do what you got to do. We're going to have a major deer problem, I think, in the Springfield uh, Broomall area because uh, there's this huge plot of uh, land and it's just all woods. It's right behind O'Hara and it was just sold and they're going to build houses and a shopping center oh, yeah. and like and all of this stuff and and there's I, I don't know how many deer live in there where are they going to go where are they going to go there's not a lot of uh, open tran- uh, tracks of land left in Delco either are there no. like Ridley Park and Ridley Creek State Park right and what about the, the last stand the last stand uh, no it's all and that's going away well, once houses. they clear it yeah. yeah oh put them there yeah put them there the deer hang out where lot. the last yeah. stand was <laughs> i don't know um, but they're looking. It's sad to, uh, that it has to be that it has to be done this way because yeah. of encroachment. But it is it is what it is, and you don't want the God, these animals to just starve to death. Listen to this: so the bear to con- bears in the fall need to consume more than fifteen thousand calories a day. Oh my oh. God! How much food that is? That's so, uh, so that is you, that is a whole bunch. That's Susan Boyle territory. <laughs> <laughs> that's like easily, you know. That's like ten times what you would normally eat. Right? Well, how much was uh, who's the the swimmer? Um, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. He was yeah. taking in what four or five thousand calories yeah, a day, something like Six. that. Yeah, and he, and that's eating a lot. So these guys need to to really bulk up, and that's why they're going after. Um, that's why they're uh, going after uh, everything they can get their hands on and find this over there. Um, it seems convoluted that message yeah. you're looking. At. Anyhow, <laughs> all right. Uh, let me see what else I see. Entrepreneurs. Making a bid to create smokable clothing. Smokable clothing? Yeah. For what purpose? There are two rival brands, Vapware, or Vapeware, Vapeware. I'm sorry, and uh, Hood Horkers. What, what does that mean? Um, what, it's basically... <laughs> Hood Horkers? They're sweatshirts that you can uh, that you can get high with. You can actually what? use you them as... You can smoke your clothing. You can use them as paraphernalia. All right. Okay. So it's not, you're not actually smoking your clothing. You're smoking through your clothing. I've used a sneaker as a gravy boat. But I've never done this. (laughs) What you do is, the way they have it set up, their hoodies and the drawstrings... Are like pot? ...is actually a pipe. Wow. No, not like a pipe. You you, you put... There's a bowl on one end and a a mouthpiece on the other. I thought you just put the hoodie in your mouth and light it up. No, 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 no. Uh, It's uh, it's paraphernalia. Like I said, it's pot paraphernalia. Wearable pot paraphernalia. uh, Complete with a uh, heated disagreement over who invented what and when. Uh, this is between. I think I invented it. This is between vapeware and hood horkers. Okay, so, uh, people have done that with uh, like belt buckles and stuff like that. Johnny Ding Ding. Johnny yeah, Ding Johnny Ding. Di- <laughs> yeah. So Johnny Ding Ding turned a park bench into a bong, right? That's right. You can't wear You're that, a pipe. but you can wear a belt buckle. Yeah, and you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. And tune a fish yeah. is actually is seafood. not seafood. It's not seafood. It's pretend. <laughs> How do you pretend. smoke out of a belt buckle? <laughs> you just. All right, you know who does it? And uh-huh. um, you just pull your pants up to your mouth. <laughs> Randall Pink Floyd in uh, Days of Confused. Yeah. I think he has a uh, a belt buckle bowl. Belt buckle wow. bowl. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. So that. this is like the the equivalent of the the for, for beer the beer cans in the in the hat. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like that. Those so you, sort of novelty things, the binoculars that you can fill up with booze. 
Yeah, so you can uh, you can actually you can do it very stealthily, and uh, and it won't be obvious that you're smoking grass. Can you or can vaping? You make a huge bushy mustache, and it's actually a bong that's right in front of your face. Maybe. What is what's the rule in Colorado or other states where it's becoming legal or legal already about um, carrying around a bowl and carry or and like a bong is probably too big for the amount that you can. Smoke out of it. I don't know. Can you carry a bowl legally and, and have a, pot in it? That's a good question. And and I don't know what the open air rules are with open like, carry or no, well, as far as like as smoking, smoking out in a park. Yeah, I mean, yeah. do they? I mean, you can possess. Right. I know small amounts. They say in, in certain states, but as far as actually burning it and right. smoking it, that might be different because then you're talking about secondhand smoke mm-hmm. and things along those lines. And where to, can you do it and where can't you do it? And exposure to children, I assume, is it yeah. would have to be an issue. Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know either. Interesting. But you can get this from uh, hood horkers or vapeware. Hood horkers and vapeware. I mean, it, honestly, it's, it it, it's especially in an area where it's not legal, uh, you're just basically wearing a flag saying, hey, I probably have some drugs on me. Right. Well, does it, would a, would a hoodie automatically well, indicate you had uh, pot smoking paraphernalia on you? Well, if it, it was a, if it had the logo on it. You know, yeah, like, that's the thing. That's that. Yeah. It, so we're looking at a picture of the hoodie, and it's got uh, it's got hood horkers oh, written really I, big on it. So I think it'd be pretty, yeah, pretty obvious. But Casey, maybe in uh, in areas where pot is legal, yeah, it's that's no big a different deal. story. But you know, the people here in Pennsylvania will do that for the same reason. You know, like listen, if you smoke pot, that's fine, that's your thing. But if you're going to walk around with a giant pot leaf T shirt, you're kind of an idiot. Yeah, sure. you know, you're inviting you're scrutiny. In, well, scrutiny, but you know, but you're just you know, you're telling people who uh, would arrest you, you know, that you know I have pot on me, right. you know, essentially. A roommate of mine in college was Armenian, and I guess high H Y E is something in Armenian, and that was what her license plate was. And she used to get pulled over all the time, and they would ask her about it. Really? Yeah, because they thought it was you know something. To oh, do with that pot. she was likely a, a pothead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, I believe that. <laughs> right. High is also a, a Jewish name. It is? Yeah. Oh. Uh, anyhow, the way this uh, hood horkers works is uh, there's um, their pipe sweaters have a glass bowl at one end of a drawstring and a mouthpiece on the other. Huh. So it's it's a it's a uh, uh, a tube, mm-hmm. and you you know suck on one end and you light the other one, and there you go. That's how that works. Do they have any bras for freebasing? No. Check into that. I would keep that to yourself. Yeah, might be a great idea <laughs> for a great great gift for mom. Uh, vapeware vaporware hoodies. Uh, pack built-in vaporizers that screw onto one end of the drawstring, and the vape is kept in a discreet <laughs> pocket and comes with a USB charger. It's actually pretty ingenious, yeah. but I agree with not putting the full the the company logo on the front because yeah, that yeah. is advertising. Putting it out on display, I agree. Though, who's going to know what hood horkers is? Here's another uh, invention: uh, you can soon have wireless charging capabilities in your living room. IKEA. Is soon going to offer furniture equipped with pads that charge uh, mobile devices. They've had these out for a while in furniture. Yeah, well, not built into the furniture, but it, you know, I don't know why it hasn't caught caught on more than than it it should have. Like in certain cars now, there there are little bins where you can put your rechargeable devices, and it will just recharge them wirelessly. I think because it actually drains the battery in the long run. Does I don't it? think they've been able to perfect it. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, more than 80 devices are compatible with the QI technology, or maybe it's key, pronounced key technology. Uh, but the iPhone is not, by the way. IKEA will be selling special cases so that iPhones can also be charged on its products. They still selling uh, Swedish meatballs? I would imagine. <laughs> all right, That's I'm all there. And yeah. lingonberries. <laughs> lingonberries. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, I have a lingon, Mary, please. <laughs> Extra lingon. The furniture will uh, need to be plugged into a power source to charge. Okay, so you'll have so to you charge plug- your furniture yeah, so you can <laughs> charge your phone. You plug in your furniture, and it will run customers about $22 more. Who will plug the couch? Each than a standard item. Uh, key or QI technology is already available in hotels, restaurants, airports, and Starbucks branches all over the country. You know what I saw? I so want one of those sofas that have the built-in little refrigerator and all that stuff with the USB ports, but it's such a tacky-looking, yeah. you know, sofa. I guess, like, for a man cave thing, but my wife yeah. certainly wouldn't go for it. No. Because they just look bad, but they're cool. They're, you know, they're kind of cool. We have a sectional that has a little open-up thing that you can put, you know, remotes. Right. Put your and, vaping stuff in there. Let me ask you, do <laughs> people, <laughs> does anybody put the remotes in there? No, we don't put the remotes in there. We have a, we have a couple of... Um, like a deck of cards and, and okay. you know the games and things like that we might play in the in the living room. I'm so frustrated with trying to find remotes in my household. <laughs> you keep losing so, them. So, oh, I'm I don't keep losing them. The kids. My, my kids do, and and for a little while there, my my oldest was hiding the remote so nobody could find it, including myself. Why? So because she wanted to watch what she wanted to watch, <laughs> and the well, only way to run everything the way no she way. wanted to run it would be the only wow. not realize you could go to the TV and just do it too. Mm-hmm. So she would she would hide it uh, so that the channel would remain where yes. it is. So we would watch smart, Live and yeah. Maddie, <laughs> I or would, I would freak out. Good luck, Charlie, or Bad Hair Day, or whatever it is. You know, what? <laughs> I'm not sure I want to take a shower with her now. <laughs> yeah, all right. That's all right. actually pretty smart. Yeah. So kudos to her. Yes. Uh, but anyhow, so IKEA is uh, uh, they have that uh, uh, available now. Here's what I do, by the way, Casey. I have a little wicker basket that I keep on the center. Thing there and all the remotes go in that. Oh. But if you get to the point where you can just do the voice command, you don't have to worry about it. I know. I know. And honestly, F the kids. I, I would to- listen, when when I watch TV, I always know where the remote is. Yeah. Always, you know? When I haven't been watching the TV for a little while, it's always a guessing game. Where is the remote today? <laughs> Which couch cushion could it be under? Yeah. Is it in it's in the kitchen. Why would the remote be in the kitchen? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I won. I found the you remote. sound like De Niro there yeah. for a second. I don't know. I don't know. I don't you know. blew it. Where's the remote? <laughs> Casey's channeling his inner De Niro while looking for the I'm remote. I'm watching that kid show. You blew it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Right. Uh, let me see. Okay, fine, fine. Let me go to uh, here. Sean, what's coming on that? Hey, Sean, how you doing? What's up, man? Hey, what's up, bud? Go ahead. You're on the air. Yeah, I ended up putting up uh, one of those uh, charging pads in one of my tables. Yeah. And the wires actually started to melt after a while because it got so hot, I almost burned my house down. So (laughs) you put one of those pads into a piece of furniture, and you kind of left it there passively, and it generated enough heat to almost set on fire. Yep. Wow. Well, that's a a good piece of advice. (laughs) Good reason to not do that, then. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the whole Ikea thing's going to start a whole big problem. <laughs> maybe well, they got it worked yeah. out by now. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Step one, eliminate Sean, house Maybe fires. Sean can try it for us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was a guy that had a uh, that had a phone explode in his pocket the other day. You know, the battery sometimes yeah. can, can be faulty. And he was wearing um, sweatpants, uh, like a um, uh, nylon type of material. Mm-hmm. And it it got so hot so fast he when it when it exploded, he couldn't reach in and get it out of his pockets because it melted his pockets oh, together. Whoa, whoa, whoa! It melted the pocket, and he couldn't get the phone out, and so uh, he had to rip his pants off somehow or another, like a male dancer, kind of like that. Yeah, 
Just rip them right off. And so anyhow, you got to be careful because um, sometimes those batteries can, uh, can on rare occasions, they'll explode the, like that. The charging thing, though, is just such an ongoing pain in the ass yeah. that, you know, I hope we get to this technology because it's just the charge. And then every time they come out with a second or third version of something, they change up the charging connector. Right. Yeah, so you're forever looking for the particular one for the particular phone you have, and it sucks. Yeah. Didn't like a, a girl, some little girl, invent a ch- uh, something that charges your phone in 15 seconds or something like that? I thought I heard that not too long ago. I did get a solar charger last year, and that's pretty cool, especially in the summertime. And and you just leave it out in the sun during the day, bring it, and it's a yeah. battery pack that's attached to it. And it uh, works. It, it works great. It, it, oh, you can okay. get a full charge for your phone. You can get a half charge or so for your i uh, iPad. Um, so if you're not if you're not uh, close to any charging station, especially if you're going to go camping or something like that, yeah. Yep. And your phone, I heard, will charge faster if it's in airplane mode. Oh, yes. that makes sense. Nice. I did hear about that. Yep, yep, you are correct. If you plug it in, say to, uh, especially you know how it charges slower on a car adapter. Yeah. yeah. If you put it in airplane mode, it huh. will it will goose that time up a little bit. Uh, you know, I have the uh, six plus, and it yeah. charges up pretty quickly. I Does have it? to say, now I don't I don't put it into airplane mode, but. Uh, how long do you, does it keep a charge? For a day? For a long time. Okay. It holds a charge. You know, no, I'm not using it. I mean, I'm using this phone more than any other phone I've had because, you know, it's it's what they call a phablet. It's it's between a phone and a tablet. But um, still, it holds a charge for a long time. Casey, that the, the girl you were talking about did this at a science fair. Okay. So it's nothing that's been uh, marketed yet. So it says uh, tech companies such as Google have approached her, this girl about her invention. She won a and prize it, for 33,000 pounds. It could uh, charge a mobile within 20 to 30 seconds. Science fair? I made a leprechaun trap at my science fair. Did you? <laughs> my God, Do I made a... tell. <laughs> did it work? A leprechaun trap. Yeah. Yeah, that little bitch. <laughs> There was science involved in it. Yes, let me hear it. Uh, well, oh, Kathy science. Well, let me. Yeah, let she me used see. tuna to draw the leprechauns <laughs> in. No, there was, it was no. A, little, a tuna trap. No, Steve, it was peanut butter. Oh well, <laughs> you're going on the science of leprechauns. I swear. And let me start out by saying, I didn't build anything. My dad did it, <laughs> and okay. I took it in as my science project. Could have just stayed with all boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, That's it was adorable, a, though. It was a little trap. It was like a little box, um, and he, we would put peanut butter on yeah. the inside. I don't know. I guess they like peanut butter. So you just used and he it would as walk a, in, yeah. and when he would when he would get in the little door, he would hit um, you know, I, I don't know, some some little trap, <laughs> and the door would fall down, and I would catch a leprechaun. Yeah, my daughter built one. She uh, caught a dwarf, but she did. It's, it's not uh, a trap. She says it's the house. Oh, all right. Okay. We painted it the other day. It's green and everything. It says leprechauns welcome here. And oh, for St. Patrick's yeah, Day. Yeah, we did it last year. We left little gold coins and. Sounds and like a trap to me. I know, it does. It's a house yeah. that right. Well, the but second the swear. door closes, a blast furnace turns on. <laughs> <laughs> but she she swears it's it's a house for him to just, because they're out traveling around on uh, on St. Patrick's Day. Your daughter tried to kill me. Place for him to stop off. So, anyhow. That's sweet, though. Yeah. <laughs> Trap. That was her science project. <laughs> I love it. All right, uh, we should take a quick break, though. So we'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR.